0: Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends. First, Tuna. Hello. Hello, Sarah Suda. Hello there. And Matthew Gatos. Hi. And we are talking about the 1987 film Hellraiser, because it is February, the month of <laughs> love. And in the month of love, we talk about love stories. Mm. So
1: clearly, this is the so most obvious choice to start this off is, the
0: month. This is the one we're starting with, the weirdest, darkest, most upsetting love story. Oh, I wish that was true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not even we- well. We'll get to that, yeah. but uh, next week. Yeah, this is also gives me <laughs>
2: actually. Yeah, yeah. instantly,
3: like you should watch Wizards if you want. A oh love yeah, star, not a love story. Oh, I forgot I about uh, Wizards.
1: I thought you meant the Wizard. That's a very different movie. <laughs> very different.
3: Yeah, no.
1: Which should be on here.
3: Yeah, she's like, oh, it has a lot of heart. I'm like,
1: no, no, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> no. it's just weird and upsetting. Yeah, yeah, it's mean. Uh, it's it's mean, much like your Lord of the Rings movie, Maxie. It's it's weird and upsetting and mean. I know a lot of people like it, but I don't. Come at me. <laughs> um, this also gives me an excuse to start another film series uh, well, on this show. Yeah. So I want to cover all of the Hellraiser sequels <laughs> in 2019. I don't mm-hmm. think you had said the title of the movie
1: yet yeah you did oh did you I said 1987's yeah. Hellraiser oh, okay. yeah. I always blank yeah. on that part because I already know the answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish it could be more of a surprise but with you know with the podcasts, it's, it's
1: title it's going to come up yeah. as Hellraiser well so it would be bad if you didn't put the name of the movie in the title of the episode people I know. would not click that <laughs> I don't. well I don't know
0: guess what it is I don't know Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. so yeah this is the month of Lurve, and we're starting with a, a really disturbing love story in Hellraiser
1: it's like love it's only like only real, real.
0: Oh, oh. according to One of the characters in the Uh, film But before we get too far into it We have to do a 60 second plot dump
1: For Hellraiser and that's going to be Matt
4: I thought so. so
1: This is the time I took the least amount of plot notes too I usually have, like, a whole typed out thing. I got smatterings of notes here. See, and I
2: actually timed myself yesterday because I'm like, I've
1: blown it multiple times.
2: I didn't do any homework.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I usually type out, like, a little paragraph. I time myself reading it to make sure I never get called on.
0: Uh, I mean, that's the way it works. When you have the answers, you never get called on.
1: Yeah, this is the time in class where I'm, like, sitting down in my chair, like, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't pick me. Oh, God, oh,
4: God.
0: And, of
1: course, I got
4: picked. Right. (laughs)
0: Okay, here we go. 60 second plot dump of Clive Barker's Hellraiser in 3, 2,
1: 1. A man named Frank buys a puzzle box that he plays with and it sends him to hell, question mark? Who knows? Uh, But then... He comes back, kind of, because a lady who he had an affair with, who is now married to his brother, uh, they move into the house where Frank was squatting, and his brother's blood seeps on the floor, and that starts to bring him back to life for some reason, uh, and in order to get fully back to life, he has to have more flesh, more blood, so his lady friend uh, subdues a few men, brings him to the house. And murders them and to try and get Frank back to uh, full health, I guess. That's a question mark. Um, but along the way, uh, these bad guys who are maybe the hell people want to get <laughs> Frank back to hell. And so Kirsty, the daughter in the situation, helps them uh, trap Frank and eventually gets him ripped apart by hooks. Uh, and your time it? is up. <laughs> I guess that's kind of it. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind, kind of.
0: of because kind after of. that, we all hated it, I think.
2: <laughs> oh yeah there was more that happened there's, after there's that, more it's... that
0: happens and that is the worst part of this movie in my opinion
2: oh, yeah man, that last bit of the movie like once it starts following kirsty around like that's when i was like all right i'm digging this movie really and, like right yeah. up till the end then i'm like okay like,
1: yeah i liked that other all movie right. that happened at the end of this movie
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 um, well okay yeah,
1: well, did it's... i leave any big
2: things out um no. Uh, That's kind the, of the gist of the it. The
1: guy who box looks like is Happy lo- Gilmore's cat. They take
3: the box. The box is. Taken, and in theory, sequel baits, someone else yeah. could end up with well, it. Well, right, but isn't yeah. that Frank
1: at the end, too? No. No? no? It's okay. another
3: dude who looks very similar. He looks very well, similar to Well, because both
1: Frank. of those shots at the beginning end of this movie are mm-hmm. filmed in, like, a Chinese restaurant, and it's just a guy in, like, silhouette, pretty much, buying this cube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just, oh, um, is that the same man buying the cube again? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> what, like, I thought dude. it was, like... Frank is done. He's, yeah. yeah, I thought it was, like, a this is a weird reference, but Inside and Davis... Uh, because, spoiler alert, that movie ends where it began, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, like, there's no supernatural things happening in the movie, really, Mm. and so you're just like, wait, what did I just watch? (laughs) And that's what I thought was happening here, was that it was ending where it began. (laughs)
0: Hmm. Well, let's, Matt, let's start with you,
1: then. All right. So, what's your experience (laughs) with Hellraiser? Zero. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I... Have never seen a Hellraiser film before this. No, you have yay! <laughs> yay, I did it. Um, <laughs> one of eight. Uh ten. Oh god. There, <laughs> are two, there are two at the
0: end that I'm not sure we'll watch for right. this. They're, they're terrible. Oh. No, 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 they're terrible. But uh the Hellraiser franchise is held together by Doug Bradley.
4: Mm-hmm. The play's is pinhead. Is pinhead. pinhead.
0: Yeah. Like he is the the, the sole character that links everything together. And it's weird that they recast him in the last two. Granted, he's getting very old and, you know, whatever, but it, right. it it's still weird. I
3: he didn't want to do
2: them. It's very possible he didn't yeah. want to do it, them. Well, I was reading that whatever one came out in 2018, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, that one, like the studio wanted to require him to sign an NDA to read the script <laughs> to see if he wanted to be in it. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not signing Me. that. And they were like, okay, then we'll cast somebody else.
0: And then he's like... That's fine. I wasn't in the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah. weird. Yeah. But so there, it, there are 10. Okay. I watched the, the 10th one night before last. <laughs> I mm-hmm. hadn't seen it. It's on Goodness. Netflix right now. Yeah. Um, And it is legitimately just a ripoff of seven.
4: Yeah. I mean, okay. gotcha.
0: I would love for you guys to watch it just so you can go. Oh yeah. That's totally a ripoff of seven. <laughs> sure. But it's podcast over. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, there's ten. I would like to watch eight of them. Okay. okay. Um, so,
1: yeah. Anyway, continue. But, yeah, I knew, like, the pinhead character just because he is in, like, pop culture at this point. He's very visually iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, you see him thrown alongside, like, Freddy and Michael Myers and Jason and all that with, like, horror icons. So I just, like, I knew what he looked like. I had no idea what this movie was about and I knew there was a puzzle box. So <laughs> that's literally all I knew about this movie. Which uh, I have in my office. Yeah, that's part of the oh. reason I know about it, is <laughs> that nice. you have a puzzle Watch box. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Nick's not here one day, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. pour some blood on his floor. Problem solved. Uh, I don't, do, well, don't do that. problems I, I, yeah. created. No, yeah. no, no. If Nick's ever not here one day, we have to pour blood on the floor of his office. Right. Yeah. And then we gotta start bringing, bringing folks in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit of blood. Not like... A, the human-sized right. amount of blood yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a skosh. but yeah i don't uh we'll get into opinions about the movies later but uh <laughs> i am not a horror movie fan really true I, yeah i don't really watch a lot of horror films i don't the ones that i do watch i don't really like the main <laughs> like the main ones i really do enjoy are like nightmare on elm street series i've mm-hmm. seen all of those i like all of those but aside from that it takes a lot to get me to watch a horror film and even more to get me to like a horror film. Okay. So this was a hard sell. Sarah, I feel like maybe you're at the opposite
0: end of the spectrum in terms of horror.
3: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah I had I had seen this before, and although it had been a long time, and I've never seen any of the sequels. Um, but I enjoy horror movies. I am a little particular with things, but I feel mm. like if you like a genre of stuff and you – don't have feelings about what you do and don't like in that genre, maybe you're not thinking about it Maybe you're just enough. not thinking about it.
0: Because, <laughs> like, I yeah. like, I, quote, unquote, I like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. I want to be yeah. clear, I do not like all heavy right. metal. Right, yeah, there's
3: a huge difference between, like, symphonic versus stoner metal versus, like, New something metal. like Dragon Force or you know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Or even no. like
0: going back, there's a difference in like Deep Purple and yeah, or Black hair, Sabbath. Hair metal and, or, yeah.
3: you know, like, yeah, it's all, yeah.
0: So, so I agree.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, definitely, I normally in general, I like things that are like ghost story, creepy, like gothic horror, you know, like hammer and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but, you know, I enjoy the silly 80s Things, the fun, <laughs> classic kind of things. Halloween is still fantastic. Oh, that first um, Halloween film is just... So good. So yeah. good. Yeah, and I like weird horror movies for sure. Uh, like, uh, like there's so many movies that I want to put on your list for this show that are not <laughs> bad, that I just want to sneak onto your list just of so things. Just so you can talk about them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I should watch Brain Damage. It's so
0: fun. <laughs> That's the... Frank Hennenlaughter?
3: Yeah, with uh uh El- Elmer?
0: Yeah the yeah, yeah Yeah, brain damage is a so good. classic. It's so good. it is badly made though. Ah oh, no, it's great.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that puppet is so good. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> I just recently tried to watch Basket Case. hmm And it was so upsetting mm-hmm. that I stopped watching it. Mm,
3: yeah.
0: Like there was a there's a moment where they're if you don't know Basket Case, it's like two originally they were uh, conjoined twins right? Yeah. and then they cut, They had to cut one of them off. But yeah. he lives on in a basket case yeah. and mm. he's a monster and he kills people. Yeah. And it is the sequence where he's flashing back to being cut off is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. And it's a terrible puppet. And like it's, you know, it's it's weird yeah. to me how potent something like sound design. Yeah. And I
3: think- That movie just got into the... It did. The National Archives? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yeah, (laughs) like with Congress and everything.
4: It's like...
0: (laughs) They said this is worthy of preservation. (laughs) And boy, wow. I'd like to finish it at some point, but it was... And again, it's like one of those, this is not well lit. It's not, you know, particularly well shot. It's bad 16 mil. um, And it's not particularly well acted, but there is something very potent about it that functions. So... Anyway, yeah. what were we talking about? Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, Tuna, had you ever seen yeah. Hellraiser? No. This was your first time? This
2: was my first time watching it. Yeah. Were you in my horror class? Nope. Okay. No. Well, because that's Wait, the thing. Did you not do the un- assignment, Tuna?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I only used I it.
3: You were it. going to ask if he was in one of the sequels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot
1: of. He them. can't watch his own work. <laughs> oh, right. It's just weird. I mean, yeah. Would have been
0: possible that yeah. you made it. I don't know. <laughs> um, the uh, there was one semester where I used this to talk about. We talk about different kinds of othering, different kinds of othering. Oh.
2: And we used okay. this
0: to talk about it from uh, the the filmmaker Clyde Barker's Gay mm-hmm. Man uh, born in the 1950s and grew up being very used to being othered. And so we talked about that in relationship to this film and night which was his other film, uh, okay. his other, uh, more famous film. I think he directed one other, I think he directed Lord of illusions, um, mm-hmm. a film I've seen, but don't remember. Ooh, <laughs> so does
4: not bode well. No, <laughs> oh,
2: okay.
0: but, uh, uh, that was the only reason I asked because I know that I, I know that you did have a couple classes with me, and I can't remember if that was one of them. So
2: no, I, I mostly had like production and editing yeah. classes from you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I would have liked to take the horror class, except I'm just not into horror movies. Aha! Yeah. So I'm in like <laughs> probably closer yeah. to. But I mean, that's I, I don't know. Like the only thing I knew about this film was that like the existence of Pinhead. Like I didn't know he had a name. Mm-hmm. Um. But I knew through cultural osmosis that he existed and he was from this movie. Right. But in the same way that I know about, like, Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger, where I've never actually seen the movie, just because I'm not into horror movies. Sure. But but it's there. It's there. And I knew it was, like, a cult hit popular kind of thing. Yeah. Which is why I was super surprised to see it on your list of movies (laughs) for this. And that's why I put my name down is because I was like, well, I've heard good things. But it's on this list, and I've never seen it. So, yep. <laughs> so, and now I'm really curious as to why it's on this list because I actually enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Let's yeah. talk about. Well, let me tell my sort of background yeah. on this, and then we'll launch into enjoyment. Yes, because you
3: you like own a replica box, so you have feelings. Yes, <laughs> I do.
0: Um, so, I have loved horror films for a long time. Uh, I don't watch them as much now. And that has to do with, I'll be a bit open here. That has to do with combating depression. Mm -hmm. And I have found that what you take in for me, what I take in can have a really big impact on my mental state and, uh, and everything. So I've actually sort of shied away from watching a lot of horror films. I still watch horror films occasionally and I -hmm. I enjoy them, Um, but I can't be inundated with it as I was when I was teaching because I was teaching a modern horror class, which meant like, Every week I was rewatching horror films, looking for new horror films, um, and it became very kind of oppressive um, to just sort of live in that world. For me, for other people, they don't have a problem. But for me, it was a real trigger. Um, And I'm with Sarah. I really like ghost stories. And uh, I like horror films that, particularly with ghost stories, that I can feel a tinge of sadness. There's something about that that I really connect with. And then when I was a little kid, um, the filmmaker, I can't remember his name right now, but it was a filmmaker who made, uh, I think it's called The Mausoleum. And uh, he made Friday the 13th Part 6. He was being interviewed once, and he was like, as a kid, I identified with the monsters because everybody hated mm-hmm. them and everybody turned them away. And when you're a teenager, you feel ugly and, and like you don't belong. And, and that is the normal structure of horror is there's order. And then the monster comes in to disrupt order, and then order is returned by ousting the monster. That's at least that's a constant. That's a constant story of monster movies.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so that's where it came from when I was a little kid. So I love Jason Voorhees and Fre- uh, Freddy Krueger and Mike Myers um, because I think there was a little bit of feeling like a weak child who was bullied, and then seeing strength in that otherness. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older, it became more about ghost stories and uh, more about the visuals and sort of like gothic horror and sure, things like that. Okay. Uh, an atmosphere. Mm. So I didn't watch Hellraiser <laughs> until probably I was in college. Oh,
4: okay. Just sure.
0: always, it never appealed to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Pinhead looked kind of stupid. <laughs>
3: um, Don't let him hear you say that. I know, right?
0: <laughs> But it was the look that I was kind of like, it's not, I don't, I don't get it. I don't don't care. Now, when I watched the movie, I got it. I understood like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get that character now. Mm -hmm. And I think it was impressive to me that even though at the very end of this film, the Cenobites, which uh, Pinhead is the leader of. The Cinnabons. The Cinnabons. (laughs) It's Bon, Cinnabon. (laughs) Um, They turn them into the villains of the piece. Mm -hmm. When really they're just this entity. They're not really... They even say they're not really good or bad. They just exist. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the the real villains of this piece are Julia and Frank. Yeah. Like, they're the ones who are doing Mm -hmm. the horrific stuff uh, in the real world. So I watched it, and I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that I was telling Sarah earlier. I don't know if it's on the page necessarily. I don't know if it's (laughs) present Mm -hmm. in the movie. But it made me think about a lot of stuff and it still makes me think about a lot of stuff. And I get all philosophical when I'm thinking about this movie. Does that mean it's good? We're going to discuss that. Um, But I, I like that this movie exists and I like this also contains, which I'll talk about later. Possibly, it was one of my very favorite shots in any film.
2: Is it when
3: he's getting put together on the floor?
2: No. Oh, okay. See, I'm so, there's so many good shots of the <laughs> cinematography in this film. I loved Ugh. And so I cannot <laughs> wait. A uh, 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 room full of feathers?
0: No. Oh, oh huh. No, and it's a single shot. Okay. Uh, it's not a sequence. To be
1: fair, when he pointed it out to me, I barely remembered it happening.
0: I know. No.
4: Oh! Because <laughs> it, it's, not,
1: it's not like a big story
0: mode. No. Sure.
4: Sure, sure.
1: No, it's a very big be- well, we'll talk about
0: it now. OK, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. so <laughs> we talk about ghost stories. One mm-hmm. of the things I like about ghost stories is stillness. And 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 that's a great thing in any horror film or any scary movie is you have the stillness that is interrupted by something, whether that be chaos or a jump scare or a mer- whatever it may be.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so Julia is given the task of going out to get Johns, basically. Uh, to come back to the house with the idea that they're going to have sex. But she's bringing them back to kill them so Frank can drink their blood or whatever it is he needs to do yeah, to... Yeah, he like,
3: to... sticks his fingers yeah. in their neck.
1: And then like sucks out their life force or yeah, something. Yeah, Because totally. they look like shriveled up yeah. after he's done.
4: Mm-hmm. They
3: stopped working after a while. I mean like, right? like first the first one really, really worked. Worked. Yeah. Like those were one is good. is like
1: look at my suit and pants that I got now. <laughs> I, know, like, <laughs> I loved it because they were all like, blood stained. Right. <laughs> but his face didn't look that much different. I know. It was like, it's like the third step was added pants. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like that Last guy was just didn't have much going on, or something. Yeah.
0: Maybe that was maybe that was a thing is how much life force. Maybe you just don't if you don't have a lot of life force, you're not Maybe getting he got out. his junk back and he was like,
1: Well, this is just indecent. I need to put on some
0: pants. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Well, just we, a skinless penis yeah. flopping around. <laughs> or, Whoa. I mean,
3: really, if keeping with theme. If he got his penis back, he was probably like, That's all I need. I'm good.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're just gonna work down there. The description yeah.
1: of this movie does call him a sexual deviant. Yeah. Which <laughs> uh, okay. There was nothing <laughs> yeah, no, in it's, the movie it to really like the
3: Censors the people that made the movie and whatnot didn't want an ex and so they weren't able to put yeah, the amount of sexual deviantness. Well, and that maybe the photos wanted. are supposed to show that
1: because there's like mm-hmm. photos
2: of but him there's... wearing masks
4: while
1: having
2: yeah, sex. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, right. I mean, yeah. for '87. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I because yeah. I I sort of like parts of this sort of hit me the same way as like when I watched The Exorcist for the first time, mm. where I'm like, oh, like it's not really that scary to me now. Like I can appreciate mm. the filmmaking, yeah. but like being in the mindset of like thirty or forty years ago when this came out. Come okay, up 50. I can see Yeah. When this <laughs> the, this came out oh, in the a pre Marilyn Manson world. Yeah. Out, like <laughs> yeah.
0: But it did, and I mean like this was one of the films that ushered in a lot of deviancy in horror. I mean, I don't want to say it was not just it wasn't Mm -hmm. just this film. There was stuff that existed beforehand that was upsetting and weird. I think you're right. I think there was a lot cut that Clyde Barker was pushing hard and then he had to figure out where he could, Mm -hmm. you know, what battles he could fight. And he fought one of the battles that he fought was uh, for how Pinhead would act. Um, which I thought was interesting, mm. which is originally um, Doug Bradley came in and he was very or no, the uh, the studio wanted him to be either more like Freddy Krueger, which is sort of, you know, nefarious and sure. <laughs> and, yeah. um, or to be more like uh, Jason Voorhees. And as he put it, dumb. Just Uh, sort of a dumb, blunt object, and he was like, "That's not what this is." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he really worked hard to try to preserve that, and I think it shows. It's an interesting character Mm
4: -hmm. in Pinhead, and he wasn't.
0: He's not called Pinhead in any of the movies. Yeah, he's. I think. I think he was just referred to in the script as priest, Hmm. and then uh, later just lead cenobite, Um, and then his nickname became Pinhead. Uh, just because he has nails in his head <laughs> um, and so you've got you guys watched it you know yeah, right. um, yeah, yeah. but We're familiar. To, yeah to get back to that <laughs> shot um so Julia brings her first kill back to the house and they both walk into the house and then there's this long shot down a hallway mm-hmm. and she puts her back to the to the wall, and he's looking at her, and they have this little back and forth conversation. And the camera just slowly pushes in on them
4: mm-hmm. as they're having
0: this conversation until they're in close up, like mm-hmm. really close up. And it's just this great moment of watching her work up the confidence, or not confidence, but work up mm-hmm. the, the guts to actually go through with this. Mm-hmm. It's watching his character reveal his true self as he gets pissed at her when he thinks that she's about to renege on the deal. Yeah. And it was originally supposed to be shot with traditional coverage over, over two, Mm -hmm. you know, you have an over the shoulder, over the shoulder and a two shot, just like Mm -hmm. you would in, in television. And they ran out of time. So Clive Mm -hmm. Barker in an incredible moment of gutsy directing bravado said, well, we're going to do it in one. Mm -hmm. And it is just a simple shot where actors get to act. It's beautifully lit. Just there's just mm-hmm. backlighting mm-hmm. on both of them, and for me, those kinds of things are what I live for in cinema. I love simplicity. I love I love complicated stuff too. Like it's really impressive. There's some great stuff in Pan's Labyrinth I'm that sure, is incredibly complicated, mm-hmm. um, and actors had to hit precise marks. Other thing, otherwise things would fall apart. But in here, it was just I don't know. There was something so raw and real about it, and. And yet the camera is still telling me what's what to feel by doing this slow push. I love that scene. I love that shot. I, I love watching those two actors and it's both of them, not just uh, Julia. Mm-hmm. It's this other guy who is a very small part in the movie. I love watching them act off each other. And so maybe it's just because as a director, I watch that and I go, this is exactly what I have always wanted to see. When I create stuff, I don't know, mm. but man, mm. like that shot still, when I watch it today, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, you go, Clive Barker. Nice. God damn it. Yeah, cause then go. he fucks up the rest of the shit with shots. <laughs> oh. like there's there's a lot of shots in this that I'm like, eh, well, you know, but there's also some really beautiful stuff That's in right it, yeah. but that shot is the one that I'm talking about. I yeah, just think it's beautiful. I'll have to go back
2: beautiful. and watch. Cause I think, cause I was taking notes. Like I know the shot you're talking about. hmm and I don't, I didn't realize that it was a dolly shot. Yeah. Like. It's subtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, like, looking down to write something and coming back and it being closer. But oh, I you thought it was a cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that it was a single shot. That's cool.
0: It is. And it's its so weird because, like, it's taking a risk. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, oh, shit. You need that connective tissue. Oh, yeah. But it worked for me.
1: Well, and I think it does something that this movie doesn't do enough of, maybe, which i I like in other movies uh, is take its time and it's really like letting you live in a moment. It is definitely mm-hmm. that shot is doing that. And that's what like we were talking as we were talking about like liking horror movies, not liking horror movies. I realized I was like, I don't really like horror movies, but I love like psychological thriller. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like that sometimes qualify as horror movies, like they're on the line. Like mm-hmm. I love well, like Silence of the Lambs is I Love Silence yeah. of the Lambs, love The Shining, mm-hmm, Love sure. Get Out, uh, mm-hmm. Love Uh Funny Games. Like these movies that like take their time and mess with you in the right way. Yeah. Like that's what I like. I'm not as much of like a slasher sure. blood See, and guts kind of movie fan. But this like that scene, like I wish I had noticed it too, because that sounds like something I would really like. But I think like Tuna, I was probably <laughs> looking away or taking notes (laughs) at that time or something because I wasn't maybe expecting that from this film because up until that moment, it hadn't shown me any sort of like standout cinematography where I was like, oh, this movie's so pretty because it's not a pretty movie.
3: And it's also where they're finally doing more... Character work, right? Which is mm. my biggest complaint about the first half of the movie. Well, talk to us yes. since, uh, uh, since you've got yeah. complaints. I do. Yeah. I know everyone is gushing so much. No, no, no. I, um, I, I would like. I haven't to... spoken much
4: yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, yeah. oh, this is true. i jump yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: on
1: this <laughs> yeah. train. You're. So, no, no. talk uh, about your experience.
3: There are there are fantastic things. Like I personally, I love wet special effects. Yeah, like I really love gloopy. <laughs> animatronics like ah, oh, and there's some good ones in this like oh man when that he,
0: reformation
1: scene oh
3: when he comes back Holy out of the floor crap. Yeah. oh it's so good it
1: cool like stop motion-y really? Kind of really well and it's puppetry too yeah and oh, his yeah.
3: like the makeup and the costume when he is like halfway there and before is just like really good it's beautiful like, animatronic or uh anatomical figures come to life kind of thing yeah really nice i I really like the whole end battle, like I'm fine with the fact that she suddenly knows how to do the puzzle box. It's like <laughs> sure, movies's gotta go we got we got places to be she figures it out i'm I'm okay um but like the the stuff that I have trouble with is a a lot of the stuff at the beginning because it's like yes, as human beings, we know that affairs happen, mm. we still need to have a little bit more. Uh, of these people and their lives before we believe that this lady is so obsessed with this dude that she will kill people for his weird moving corpse because like all we see is they eventually had... to her,
0: his to her her husband and
1: daughter yeah,
3: yeah. no and yeah. Well, what's not her it's her stepdaughter, stepdaughter. Yeah. yeah but she's
1: willing to let both of them die yeah. for this yeah. guy mm-hmm. that she had essentially one hookup with
3: yeah, like, if we had, and also, like, and it's the brother of her husband, like, mm-hmm. if we had gotten a few scenes of, like, when they met, you know, and the, the like, the brother introduced them or something, and then, like, them sneaking off and doing things, so it was more of a relationship instead of what instead looks of like an event. one <laughs> time? And yeah, it's so weird. And then like, so that relationship is mess is like, doesn't make sense. It's not developed in any way. Mm -hmm. And then
0: it seems like
1: they just want to have sex again. Well, it also is like, show me why she still got married.
4: Show me like, if she is
1: so in love with this dude before she is getting married to his brother, what kept her from going, okay, cool. No wedding.
3: Yeah, or <laughs> let's run off together. Like, we don't get a scene where he's like, no, I have to go have sex with everything else. Goodbye. <laughs> and she's like,
4: what? <laughs> you
3: know? <laughs> these down. <times. laughs> yeah, no, it's not like he leaves her on the bed just like spent and he's like, ha check. <laughs> now I must do other people.
0: Well, I you know? So. And things. But I think... They just weren't explicit enough with that. No, he, totally. Because he, like, he looks Caligula's at her... Caligula is
3: more explicit than this, and that's from the 70s. Well, no, and, no, no, no. Like, I mean, not sexually explicit. <laughs> not sexually
0: explicit. I mean, there's a point where Frank, after they've had sex, yeah. Frank looks at her and goes, it's not enough, and gets up and walks off. And I think the movie was trying yeah. to let that be that he's telling her i need more and yeah. he's that's their shorthand for what you wanted mm-hmm. i agree
1: yeah. it doesn't no. work no, i also totally. feel like there's like timeline <laughs> issues of i don't know how long they've been right. married yeah. was that flashback yeah. last week because they're just moving into this house so it seems like maybe they're newlyweds cuz her relationship with the stepdaughter also isn't that great right. Yeah. so it seems like, they like, like, they like they're each other recently other married Yeah. but the flashbacks feel like they should be a yeah, long her time hair ago
3: is different. yeah but that's all we we'll get she had
1: more of a mullet yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. way
3: more mullet yeah gonna
2: yeah. offer as a reinforcement to your point mm. that i totally like all of this is uh-huh. stuff where i'm like oh this, is that what was supposed to be going on <laughs> <laughs> because i started out when she like she takes uh-huh. the photo and like uh-huh. tears off the other woman's head and then starts going through stuff but like when they were talking about his brother frank in the living room she seemed to not really know who he that's was so there was a lot yeah. of two, and like, that's She seemed to barely know her husband. So at first I thought she was a real estate agent. But then the fantasy (laughs) sequences started and I could not, for the first couple, I could not decide if they were flashbacks or not. And Mm -hmm. eventually Mm -hmm. I settled on, oh no, okay, this must be the supernatural spooky thing is she (laughs) got into his stuff and now he has like cursed her brain or whatever (laughs) is going on. And these are just fantasy sequences that she is not like in control of.
4: Wow, that are yeah, no. him
2: forcing this woman spirit yeah. like Ooh. into her head spiritually. Like She's never idea, met, met him kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so I, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I assumed that she had never met Frank before. I yeah, didn't no. realize there was an actual affair. Yeah, I think yeah. some mm-hmm. sort of like okay. supernatural
1: element to their relationship would have made that. Feel better to me. Yeah, well, because I'm like, almost never would...
2: before either. Yeah, so I was
1: like. It does feel so like. I was talking to Nick a little bit about this earlier. Like, this is suspension of disbelief that you have to have in this movie that someone is willing. Like, that to move into of, like, that house. I'm willing to murder for someone I love mm. is a strong thing to put in a movie. Right. I'm willing to murder for someone I hooked up with once <laughs> yeah. is a, no, yeah. a much totally. further leap for most people to yeah. like relate to and in we're any also, way.
3: We're also getting. Like, they have something wrong with their marriage. They're like, they have no chemistry. She's oh, distant God. and that weird from awful. the start.
0: <laughs> yeah. and well, he seems cute. Come oh, on. God, I'm I, glad he I'm died. I'm
3: fine with him. But she like, there's, n- obviously something has happened. They're like, we're getting a new start. We're moving yeah. to this place. If there had been a, oh, Frank might have been here and they had had a moment because maybe he knew about the affair. We would have had love triangle would have helped this so much. Then there would have been more reasons for him to kill his brother and it would have (laughs) had like things to work out and...
1: But no, No. it's like, oh no, the
3: lead dude is just the most clueless person in the universe. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, my brother, he squats places. And this house that, like, I guess our family owns and is gross.
1: There's maggots in the kitchen. He's like, we should live here. We'll just, we'll move
3: in now. We'll, no, don't renovate it first. And especially don't renovate what is obviously the master bedroom. Obviously the largest room in the house. And they're just like, yeah, just leave the crap on the windows and the rats and whatever. Right. No, no, no. We'll just mm, not really go in there. But we'll live in this house. See, yeah. and if you'd me. made this a, a so like much. a
0: true gothic horror mm-hmm. and it was like this, Castle they were yeah. moving into. Then there's more reason to go. Yeah. We, we can't. There's there's too much to do. Or
3: if instead of being that room, it had been like a somewhat finished attic, and they were just like, oh, and they pull down the stairs, and they're like, yeah, this is weird. Yeah, we'll deal with that at some other
1: time. Like Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lock that door. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, we, I guess we don't go in the attic. Yeah. fine, Yeah.
0: There's dead squirrels and shit yeah. In there, yeah. yeah. Really? Can't we can't find don't.
1: the key. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because I broke it and threw it away. Ah oh, man.
1: <laughs> so many of those ideas are so good. And it would help. Well, we'll get into that more of that and how yeah. we'll fix it. But, yeah, I think that's that was, like, a lot of my problems with it, too, mm-hmm. were character. Yeah. And, like, the fact that a lot of what we were talking about is because the movie tells you that Julia is the main character, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's the one we're living this movie through and she is doing despicable things yeah and her motivations don't make sense no and it's not giving us a reason to sit there and go like I can totally see where she's coming from she's (laughs) like it's like the you watch Breaking Bad and you don't necessarily relate to uh, Heisenberg but you're like he at least has explained his actions to a point that I can see why he's doing these things. Right. You yeah. understand the
2: motivation even if you disagree. Yes,
1: with it. sort of a weird anti-hero type thing. Yeah. Um, whereas this is not that at all. Like from the yeah. moment yeah. she decides, like, help well, bring not this guy. In your in. version. <laughs> <laughs> but like my version was great. The moment she starts killing people, I'm like, okay, your weird skeleton boyfriend wants to come back to life, and you're doing it just because Because, like, you don't (laughs) even really seem that convinced that you want to do this, Mm -hmm. but yet you're willing to murder. Yeah. Like, where is her conviction either
0: way? It's interesting, too, because her reactions start out really good and appropriate. When she's first grabbed Mm -hmm. by him, I believe that she's horrified. And when he says it's Frank, I believe that she's horrified. And
1: later on, he's like, come here, let me touch you. And he grabs her boob and she's like, oh, this is great. And it's like.
2: That's a still a bloody hand a skeleton, <laughs> yeah. man. See, and again, Feeling this is all why I thought, like, okay, like, psychic vision implantation, like, he's <laughs> got some sort of control that's over That's a great, yeah. that's like, yeah. if he had,
1: like, somehow, like, uh... Well, I guess,
2: so what is the clue that makes it clear that she had met him before?
1: So that, it's if you look novel. back at it, it's not clear. <laughs> that, that, that photo, that. the last photo she rips up is her. It is her face. Yeah.
2: Oh, I just assumed it really? was another. one. It is, like no. with it's the like a badly like '80s, bad movie. Movie, like 80s photoshopped
1: that. essentially job, uh, like okay. of her face oh. on this body, and it it looks enough like her for me to go. I guess that's her. But no. not, that's
2: the one she tears.
1: Because yes. all the other ones are wearing masks. The very last one, there yeah. is no mask, and it's her face. And so she rips it up.
2: I gotta watch See, that again because I totally
1: bad. thought that <laughs> why was a did black that not woman? come back to haunt her? Like, yeah, why was that picture not found by Kirsty? Or yeah, something. Chekhov's picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. like totally. she's Like, that's the thing is, like, she didn't rip it up to shreds and toss it out or burn it or like that. She ripped it in half and stuck it in her pocket. Yeah. And so I was waiting for the moment that fell out and Kirstie's like, is this you?
4: <laughs> having <you> sex with Uncle
1: <laughs> Frank? Like, hey, dad, you should see this. And then pff, hammered to the back of Kirstie's head. She doesn't say. take
2: a sex one, though, does she? She takes no, one where sex he's one? just, like, sitting there? Oh, I'm pretty man. sure she's okay, having the Okay, I need sex. to go watch we that We need to rewatch watch it. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Huh. That's uh, tacking on some of my yeah. displeasures with this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were like a lot of little things that I found just did mm-hmm. not keep me in this film. Like there was more distracting me yeah. from the viewing like, experience. What country is this set in? What country? Bumps like me so much. One of the like for me, the opening <laughs> credits, the music is very, very weirdly similar to the opening of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> It's got like that, like it's it's just like the, the text on the screen and like the intro music sounds very close to the beginning of Home Alone. And I was
4: like,
1: I'm watching the right movie, right? <laughs> like alphabetically, <laughs> right. I clicked the right one here. Um, but then the second thing I that I'm like, so perplexed right now. The second thing that took me out of the movie was at the very beginning, like Pinhead has like got the puzzle box, whatever. Mm-hmm. It I don't know. What these Cenobites or whatever are, like, what kind of species they are, or the demons or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that his makeup only goes halfway down his fingers, and then it is, like, oh, yeah? regular Caucasian skin tone from the fingertip to the knuckle made oh. me immediately I go, did not there's a the guy I in makeup. Yeah, he, oh. when he's, like, first, the first interaction he has with the puzzle box in the movie, like, after Frank gets taken or whatever like that, uh, he's holding the puzzle box, and there's a close-up. And from, like middle knuckle up to his arms is like the white makeup but his fingertips are just normal Well like, no he had gloves on. Well then somebody else one of the cenobites or something. Well maybe it was one of the other cenobites but There somebody who just like has regular like human it's skin not tone Frank's fingers. Hands? No because there's white makeup on the other. Oh, so it's clearly like a cenobite I mean, hands. I so I like... got to
2: start pausing these movies when I'm taking <laughs> oh, notes. <geez. laughs>
1: but so it's just like little things like that that uh, like I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities in this movie the we'll talk a lot more about this during the fixing it part, but just little things that kept losing my interest Mm -hmm. or they would make a decision. Uh, Weirdly enough, it felt like when I was watching Rogue One, (laughs) <laughs> where every can, like 10 sympathize. 15 minutes there's a thing that just I'm like you're not going to do oh you did that you can't give uh. away nick's rating <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: I'm still confused I still yeah. don't know I'm going to have uh, I I don't know what I'm going to rate this
1: oh nice but then there's the one guy we haven't talked about at all in this movie which is like the old uh, they Cast him as kind of like a homeless guy Mm -hmm. in this that's just kind of creepily standing around in the background in this movie. At one point, he's just eating bugs in a pet shop. Crickets. Uh, Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he walks up in flames and turns into a bone dragon, as Tuna called him (laughs) earlier. And he is... Which is my new band name. Bone dragon. Dragon. That's probably taken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he is never explained... No. He is never connected yeah. Yeah. to anything happening yeah. in this movie I'm what? okay with that. So ever. <laughs> I am not. Because, <laughs> like, there's so much forced lore in this film that they're mm-hmm. trying to tell you about this hell place that exists yeah. in this movie. Of, like, there's pleasure and pain. You're experiencing everything at once kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't even like that. So then to have something <laughs> unexplained happening with this guy who... If he showed up in the same room as the Cenobites and it seemed like they were working together, I'd be okay with that. But because it seems like they don't know about him and he doesn't know about them and he's just like another character in this film who's having his own experience, I don't know why he's in this movie at all. No, I I agree with that. I don't know why he's in this
0: movie. Yep. And it, it's my least favorite part of this movie is everything after
1: Frank gets ripped to shreds at the end. Right. And mm. like I agree with Tuna earlier where like that is when it becomes the movie that I wish it was the whole time. Is <laughs> like the the, yeah, the intensity the- and the fear that is like in those last 15 minutes of this movie. Is what I was missing throughout most of the movie. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I wanted. Well, again, I'll talk
0: about it when we get to finish, <laughs> f- get to fix it. But, um, but Tuna, I want to talk about your experience
2: real quick. So, what, how how do you feel? So, like I said, I'm not super into horror movies. I'm I'm into like more psychological thriller kind of things because it seems basically I'm bad at gore. Like and mm-hmm. this is where I. The only thing that like really took me out of the movie is where he's like Larry is trying to carry a mattress up the stairs and there's the banister with a nail poking Uh, out of it and his hand Mm -hmm. out of focus just behind it and i was like oh i remember why i don't watch horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) because i just don't and it seems like the venn diagram of horror movies and gore overlaps a lot (laughs) and i just don't like taking chances (laughs) so it's like i've heard halloween's great but i'm like well I don't know how much gore is in it, and I'm not, not really seeing that's But I have no idea until I watch it, <laughs> and then I get into it, and I'm like, "Ugh." I mean, I'm already here. Thanks, I my yeah, bloody There's Valentine. one part where a guy like, gets what, stabbed you know.
0: with a butcher's knife and and gets
1: pulled down. I think that's it. Yeah,
2: I can't. I can't handle. Or no, it. he
1: just gets. How do you feel about the pencil in Evil Dead?
2: I mean, it's it's difficult. Evil Dead like is the, okay. Yeah. Like, Evil Dead keeps me laughing enough that I can't sit there and think about, like, what would that be like to have a pen? Ooh! Because like, <laughs> that's what goes through. Because I'm like, oh, I've scraped my hand on nails. I'm like,
4: oh, yeah. oh yeah. that would... No. Oh, and yeah. then it's
2: like, yeah. I'm not thinking about the movie at all anymore. I'm yeah, thinking right. about like hand- the fact that I'm a skeleton covered in meat.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, feel I don't like... like it
3: yeah, can- exactly. Hand and teeth stuff are worse for me than most of the other stuff. Hmm. That's in horror movies in general. Like a lot of that, I'm, I'm okay. But if that's it's an interesting yeah. question.
0: Like, yeah. is it so? It's that for me, it's um, one of the. I don't even think it's a very good movie. It's not a bad movie, but I don't think it's a very good movie. But there's a movie called The Descent. Oh, oh I yeah. love The Descent. The, I struggle with that. The mm. idea of being trapped. It's oh, the most claustrophobic, mm. stressful There's a the so point good. where one, one <laughs> so of the good. spelunkers. Gets stuck and I think that's the end of her. I don't think yep. we come back to her ever again. And that so that being trapped is the thing that really gets mm-hmm. to me. So there's that's a, the kind of yeah. horror movie
1: I do like. Oh I get it. Like, oh, yeah. That's sort of like it's making my heart race because it's yeah. putting me kind of in that character. Mm-hmm. Like I it, it's weird. I kind of like fall on the the tuna side of like gore things. Tuna
4: side, like <laughs> side of tuna, please. <laughs> um,
1: where I'm either with when it comes to gore stuff, like I either. Hate, like the pencil in Evil Dead, the n- the nail in this movie, the nail in Home Alone, like all of those <laughs> sort of like slow stabbings are my least favorite thing. But when it comes to like the wet, goopy gore, yeah, like yeah. you were talking about, Sarah, that bores the shit out
3: oh, of me. Oh, weird. It, okay. I think I've talked
1: about this in another horror mo- yeah. movie we did before yeah. where like most blood and guts movies bore me because I'm just like, it's too much. And I get what you're going so, for, like, but I just I, I gloss over mm. in those moments.
3: So what about, like, Alien? Uh, Alien has
1: the psychological factor going for it, so that keeps me in it. And it doesn't, like, I'm talking more about, like, the opening scenes of this movie where it's just, like, here's a room of guts and (laughs) (laughs) ears nailed (laughs) to a pike. Like, I'm like, oh, come on. And
0: if you look closely, a couple penises. A couple? Yeah. Oh,
1: nice.
0: (laughs) I've watched this movie enough that I've watched that go around and go, oh, hey. (laughs) It would be be disappointing
3: if there wasn't. Yes, it's very true. I mean, really, keep with the theme
2: here, people. Um, Well, and luckily, so for me, that was the hand one was really the only one that Really, and even that one ended up not being as bad as it yeah. seemed like it yeah. was telegraphed. A lot to of be. blood, though, a lot of oh, blood. Yeah, but it wasn't like super gruesome insert shots of like, bleh, yeah. like I don't like that. But like, but even the the special effects I actually really liked because mm-hmm. they had enough of that like eighties like, yeah. oh I know this is a special effect, yeah. so I can 80s focus on it as gore. part of the story like the rather silly, than. Putty- like,
1: wounds. Where yeah. it's just like, okay, so you add a little putty on top of their hand and then drag a knife through that. Right. Yeah.
2: And especially watching it on Blu-ray with, like, HD where I'm like, that is clearly not real skin that that hook is going into. <laughs> that is definitely just paint on a thing.
4: And okay. yet some,
0: like, convincing stuff. There was... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Larry slash Frank's face at the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when it's yeah. getting pulled apart is like, mm-hmm. where's the makeup line? Like... Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah or
3: when, yeah. you know, he is... Like, I love this this somewhat subtle, like, along the hairline, just like so much gloopy, bloody Uh, stuff. We need to be clear about uh, this because I'd imagine a lot of
0: people aren't going to watch this movie before they listen to this. You mean
3: most people haven't already seen this
0: movie? (laughs) Hellraiser people, come on. Um, (laughs) I mean, half this podcast hadn't seen it. That's true. Frank. In his last thing, skins Larry, mm-hmm. who is his Which brother. Which you do not
3: see on screen. No, you
0: don't see it on sc- screen. Which is kind of a bummer. <laughs>
4: I, I'm It take okay a long time.
0: I like that it takes about. Uh, for me, it took about thirty seconds for me to realize. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but the there's a thing that bothers me about that. Mm. Actually, I don't want to cut you up, but I do want to talk mm. about this one thing that bothers mm. me, which goes back into a point that Sarah had, mm. which is what fucking country they're in that was filmed <laughs> <Yeah>. in England, <laughs> yeah. and they had English actors, yeah. and then the studio made. Him dub some, not all, yeah. but some of the actors with American accents, yeah. which is a weird disconnect in this movie it's a lot. It's so confusing. It's very confusing. It's obviously England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. no, it's...
3: They have some of the most British-looking <laughs> character actors wearing their tweediest vests, like and then British- they're like, hey, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dubbing is also not great. And <laughs> I was
2: actually surprised at how passable it was, but I think mostly because I've you guys mentioned how terrible it was. Oh, that could so. be. Well, it's terrible not in, like, the. I think the
0: quality necessarily, just mm-hmm. as much yeah. as it's, like, it's a weird right. thing. Yeah, when oh, yeah. there's
3: a lady in the pet shop holding a... A Canary in a cage and you know That she's saying like oh, I've had a problem With my canary yes. <laughs> but instead she has Very flat American accent Like my bird has problems You yes. know it's just like that's, that's not the voice that comes out Of this small English lady
0: No and yeah. then they re, they overdubbed All of the scenes not just the first Scenes but all of the scenes with Frank so that is hmm. not his voice. That's not that actor's voice.
3: Well, it's also not the same actor. Uh, the whole in, time, right? Yeah. Right. When no. it's skin the, yeah. skin
0: having Frank is different than skinless yeah. Frank. Yeah. Um, and But the weird thing to me is, why didn't they get the actor who plays his brother to overdub his voice? Because when he jumps into his brother's skin, he yeah. has his brother's voice.
3: Yeah. They could have just done what? it the whole time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They could have him doing some sort of gravelly thing where yeah. it was just a little bit different. But instead,
4: mm-hmm. it, yeah, so then he jumps in anyway. and I was like, well, you
0: didn't get his vocal cords. What? what? I don't know. But hmm. I do like the skinning. And him wearing mm-hmm. the skin. Like, yeah, that's yeah, creepy yeah. and weird yeah. and like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're
3: like, oh, daughter, you <laughs> you thought you were in trouble before. Yes. Things have really <laughs> taken
1: a turn. Yeah. I she should have been more concerned about all the blood around her dad's head, though. Yeah. yeah. She should be like, yeah. Dad, yeah. do you need to go to the hospital?
2: Yeah, you have totally. a lot of blood coming from <laughs> yeah. your skull. And there's there's f- like a really weird seam right around <laughs> yeah. your earline. Yeah. I mean, your I know facial
0: region yeah. is yeah. a little... Yeah. But I like the hamminess of Of Mm -hmm. that actor doing that That was fun He
3: obviously
2: had a good time Yeah Uh, yeah, Exactly
0: So uh, Anyway Tuna What else did you have to add
2: I mean So basically that was it Like again Apparently my Psychic implanted visions reading (laughs) Made it more fun But even knowing all the, like, location stuff and the dubbing stuff you guys are talking about, like, I caught it a couple of times where it was definitely like, oh, that guy's definitely talking with a British accent, yeah. but I'm not hearing one. <laughs> but other than, like, a couple of lines, it didn't seem that present because it didn't focus a lot on those characters. And so I got through it. And for me, it really picked up when Kirsty became, I guess, sort of the main character or, like, a much bigger part Basically than when than she sees Frank them. for yeah, the first yeah. time. She sees Frank and she steals the puzzle box and she oh, like yeah. goes to the hospital and opens up the hallway to hell. she for some reason. She
1: meets the meanest doctor.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I thought but for, for
2: like sure just, that
1: hospital was like in hell. <laughs> yeah. like I thought that was like, also <laughs> <Right>. oh, <laughs> oh, right. Frank was going to come out and like, be like, ha ha, we got you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It seems so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Because right. in England slash America, if you pass out on the street, they lock you in a private room. Well, also, mm-hmm. why did she pass
1: out?
2: Was it just fear?
3: I think it I was puzzle it was... boxiness again like, yeah, messed her
2: up. I've I was operating under the assumption this whole time because <laughs> even later on she starts playing with it. I assumed there's like something about this puzzle box. That it's not just a passive thing; it's got something yeah. active it's like to yeah, it—netherworld yeah, yeah, yeah. radioactivity, right? Because yeah. she, seemed, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah, true. she picks it up and starts carrying it, and then it yeah. seems like the longer she it was has holding a it, the worse yeah. she gets.
0: Okay. I like that word. Thrall <laughs> is an excellent yeah, yeah, way to yeah. describe that. Yeah, that's very good. But
2: but I thought she was the best actor in the whole film by far. Well, she and she's proactive. Like,
0: well, the character uh, is definitely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she's got.
3: She's got stuff to do. She, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought it was a weird thing for her to go into the house when she saw that her stepmother was having an affair. I would have not gone in to the house. Okay, I'm going to go Cause visit my you, dad. Because, like, what are you going to do? Aha, I caught you having sex with another man, stepmother who already <laughs> hated me. Put
0: your clothes on when I'm talking to you. Right.
2: Well, and it seems She's like... married. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: What are you going to do? Well, I mean, I kind of figured, to, to me, that scene played mm-hmm. out where it was, she was like, oh, no, I've caught her doing this thing. Like, I yeah. came over here in order to connect with her right. and caught her yeah. doing doing this thing and then sort of I guess almost chickening out halfway through because she starts walking up the stairs and then there is that and for me a lot of what I loved about her acting was seeing her think through things in Mm -hmm. the scenes
0: no Ashley Lawrence is very good yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. and so like so for me watching that it was like oh no it kind of seemed like she was like what am I doing am I just gonna walk in on a naked lady like but
1: yeah I think that scene also bugged (laughs) me because she watches her go in with this guy, and she's just, like, standing across the street. And they show Julia being, quote-unquote, so careful. Like, she, like... Such (laughs) stares. Wearing these sunglasses. And she peers around, like, three different times (laughs) to make sure nobody's watching. But clearly, someone is watching from right across the street, Mm -hmm. and you don't see them. This is an
0: example, though, of what I'm talking about with Clyde Barker not... Like, this was his... He'd made a couple shorts, Mm -hmm. but this was his first feature. Mm -hmm. And this is an example of bad shot-making. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the example is, he actually... He does what he uses shots. To communicate something that he did not intend to communicate, and that mm, is, he sure. has a shot of Julia looking right at the camera. Yes, yeah. and then he has the reverse of that with uh, Kirsty yeah. looking right at the yeah, camera, which means yeah, they're second, looking at it each it other. Looks yeah. like she has yeah. seen
1: her, yeah. but then she like keeps looking the other direction. Yeah, and yeah. then goes inside. Like nobody yeah. saw that. So <laughs> yeah. What you needed
0: what? to do was just move Kirsty behind that big tree. Yeah.
1: yeah, and she could
0: just scoot over. But it's and like, yeah. then. She's like standing right out in the open. Yeah, it's like how did you not see yeah. her but it is it's it shows as an inexperienced director sure. making some choices mm. that are like that didn't work like <laughs> because wait did Julie wait is she just doing it anyway mm. like yeah. so there is that moment but then but he also has some good instincts the other way like that single that we were talking about right. so yeah
2: um, so I liked this movie and I was confused about like especially because from sure. that point on like I was on board I think I had basically stopped taking notes at that point because then I was like, oh, she's... Because you're with the character. Yes. And I'm like on board with this movie and especially when the Cenobites show up in the Mm -hmm. hospital room. And that, uh, oh, I got worried when Frank started explaining the like where he was kind of thing that Mm. Julia demands he explains. And I thought like, oh no, there's going to be like a big exposition dump. And I was surprised at how restrained it was. And I guess all of that I'm setting up because I suspect that's why this movie is on this podcast because those Cinovites are such cool characters and I love that they have clear motivations that we don't necessarily understand Mm -hmm. and I suspect that the sequels do that thing where they take all the little like background (laughs) bits and are like oh let's explain everything and run things into the ground and remove all the mystery from these cool villains it's like I mean kinda yeah uh, like the the example I can think of is I'm so glad that Roy Batty died in Blade Runner because mm-hmm. if Roy Batty did not die, he was too cool a character not to be like, oh, now the sequel's all about him. Let's go on the Roy adventures. Whereas this is like, oh, like he's banished back to Hell Dimension, but Pinhead still exists. And um, yeah. that's not going to play well in sequels, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pinhead's not the problem with the sequels, in my it's opinion. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they do a bit of over
3: Well, I don't even know if it's the overexplaining. Sequels, oh, From what my understanding, and I haven't watched them yet, um, <laughs> is oh, that will. they are... We have such al-
0: <laughs> sights to show you. <laughs> exactly.
3: Um, that they're more... We have a random horror concept. Yes. Here, let's put Pinhead at the end like the Crypt Keeper to say, and then they went to
4: hell.
0: I mean, it's very much like yeah. the Die Hard movies where yeah, most of the say, Die Hard movies were n-
4: yeah. Yeah, well, not
0: meant to be Die Hard movies. And then somebody's like, "Why well, we put John McClane in it.
4: And a lot of
0: these sequels were yeah. not intended to be Hellraiser yeah, okay. sequels. They were just
4: horror
1: movie scripts that couldn't get made. And yeah. so they said, well, what if it's a Hellraiser movie? Will you fund it then? Yeah, and so they yeah. rewrite
0: it with the idea of the Cenobites in there. Mm. Sometimes it works better than others. Mm. Like, yeah. sometimes it doesn't work at all. Sure. And uh, but, <laughs> right. but, yeah, yeah it's uh, the sequels of this I find more interesting than this, the Highlander sequels, for instance. The Highlander okay. sequels are just
1: frustrating and like, yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, are- the Highlander sequels are a prime example of what you were talking about, too. Yeah. Like, trying to explain away the mystery but like The only interesting thing In, in, in all like, of
0: Highlander Was the mystery
1: Well and not even And like Explaining it People going like I don't like that explanation They're like Cool we got a different one For you <laughs> <laughs> Cause
4: right. like yep.
1: The second Highlander uh, Is mm-hmm. like They're all from space Or they're time travelers Or whatever And then People are like That movie sucked And they're like Cool They weren't those
2: things <laughs> <laughs> They're just <laughs> real old again. It's <laughs> it is. Just my least favorite thing about sequels. I, See, I like I it, not though seen with solo because oh. I've been told that they explain the Kessel Run thing. Yeah, and heard. that's just such a nice piece of dialogue in that first one. It like I will say that's lets a very you, fun part you know of that, that there's more to this cinematic universe, but doesn't it overexplain it. Tuna. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoa. It's the only fun part of that movie. Whoa! But that's,
2: that harsh. makes it even worse. No, because it's not the only fun part. I don't want to know anything about
1: that. Solo is actually not a bad movie. I, I, I I'm will say sure it's not. But are, like on principle, there are things in that movie that do exactly what you're talking yes. about, and they are that's, the things that bug me the most. Yes, yes. right. And that's but what. But it's what I'm talking, not the
0: Kessel Run for some not. reason. The Kessel Run, huh. like
1: you can tell it's coming when it's coming, and yeah. you're like, oh, they're doing the thing. But it is one of the best scenes in the movie, mm. so it's handled really well. Okay.
0: Um, it's exciting. I yes. mean, I'm sure I'll watch it it's at it. some
2: point. Yeah. But like, it's on I, Netflix. I, I, is. Yeah, I know. I'm just know. saying.
0: I'm. I'm. But I do understand. Yeah. Like, and that is one of my big problems with Solo is there's mm-hmm. like, wow. Well, it was my problem with uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is everything that oh. happened to Indiana Jones happened in that two hour window at the beginning of the movie <laughs> when he was River Phoenix. Right. Like everything. He got his yeah. scar. He oh, got I the hate whip. Snakes down. He he <laughs> loves snakes. Then he hates snakes. Then you know, it, like he gets his hat. Everything. And that is one of the problems with Solo is like everything important happens to him in this two hour window. And it's mm-hmm. like, well. You could
2: have had fifteen stories to right. tell. Right. Well, and that's and because of that, none of them end up as interesting as they are when they're in your imagination. Good and point. In and that's yeah. that's my point about like Blade Runner, where Roy Batty has his famous tears in the rain thing, where he makes a reference to like things he's seen. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. things are like magical and mysterious and give you this sense that like he's got something inside yeah, of him true. that's about to be gone forever. And then the second you're like. Oh, so that's what, like, a Seagate looks like. It's like, no, I, okay, <laughs> now I don't care about it anymore. Like, screw that thing. I don't care that you watched it sink or whatever.
1: I do – I will say that one of the examples of this that I, where I think this is actually I enjoy that they explain a little backstory is in the Nightmare on Elm Street series hmm. uh, because they don't necessarily fill in gaps that you – that were mysterious or whatever. They're telling you stories that you didn't necessarily expect – To be told, like you might think, like oh, I don't need to know where Freddy Krueger came from, but like when they explain where Freddy Krueger came from, you're like, holy shit, that's (laughs) that's a messed
4: up story. (laughs) Whoa,
3: most of these kind of most of the horror sequels from like that grew out of the '80s. Aren't like nowadays sequels? Nowadays sequels is oh flip. Let's get an origin story. Yeah. Well, Um, and like let's make
1: them uh, sympathetic in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's make them almost like the main character in a way that you are like, I'm rooting for you, Freddy Krueger. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, The the, but like in the '80s, it's more a lot of them anyway are more like, oh that these two things from this movie, like in. Uh, phantasm it's like the tall guy and the sphere Mm -hmm. those people remembered and liked so the rest of the movies will have those two elements we're not necessarily going to tell you about any of it and it's probably a horror script that came from something else we're gonna shove those dudes in it and put phantasm on top of it yeah
0: sarah
4: (laughs)
3: just made a big
1: stamping (laughs) (laughs) Phantasm. and another thing a lot of those like 80s, 90s sequel prequels like mm-hmm. things that come out what they're doing cool. well like Ooh. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was we definitely <laughs> did an episode on this podcast where there was uh, like flat like in the sequel there were flashbacks to the time before the first movie or whatever mm. and in those flashbacks it's all about like them knowing this character that you'd never heard about was not that mentioned to be a Highlander <laughs> or something, but like it's all about yeah. this character who was really important before and now they're in this movie. Oh yeah. It's, that was Highlander three Kane. Uh, yes. Yikes. Yes. It's like, look at how important he was in his life just so that now he can be affecting the sequel. But don't and, anybody mm. talk about it. Right. And I feel like right. that's usually like, even with the nightmare on Elm street yeah. ones, it's like, we're going to go back to the past to show you how he became this because We don't have an idea for how he can be different in this movie. (laughs) So we need to introduce this element from his past that's going to come back and get him. And that's kind of like, I feel like it's a cheap idea that can work, but it works very few times when they try it. I mean, or you have the
0: um, really the Friday the 13th problem where it's just the same movie. Right. It is legitimately yeah, – yeah, yeah. they don't try to come up with a new origin yeah. or anything. It's yeah. just the same movie. Hey, one, yeah, we added psychic powers, and that didn't work, so let's <laughs> yeah. not do that again.
3: It's movie li- Mad Libs. Yeah. It makes money. It, so. it does, you know, yeah. until it
0: doesn't, and then they stop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's – that. Uh, yeah. So you, you it's a formula that works. It is. Yeah. I, I think the thing that I appreciate about Hellraiser is that – those ideas to me are worth exploring and even if the sequel's bad I'm happy they're exploring it and I don't feel like they're trying to oh no there is one where they try to answer something and it's (laughs) (laughs) it is one of those things where I'm like what the fuck why would you do that Um, but I do appreciate the idea so like the thing I like about this is the idea um, I'm not going to talk about this very well because I'm not an expert in it but it is something that has drawn me to the Hellraiser series and that is the idea a lot of the is centered around what are called limit experiences. So limit experiences are they can be a lot of things. They can be trauma. They can be there is something that take you to the very edge of who you are um, physically, mentally, like a lot of different things. It can be everything from divorce to um, actually having to deal with dying from a disease like that is mm. a limit experience where this is something that you have never experienced before and you are going to have to, it's going to take everything. And the idea philosophically, I'm not saying this is true and how it works, but one of the ideas philosophically is that you grow or break from those things. Um, And uh, some, and I I think in the article I was reading, it says, you know, some people, they, they grow and they gain wisdom and other people, they turn to alcohol and they, they try to hide it. It's not that simple. So I'm not saying it's that simple, but it's just so you understand what, this film is kind of talking about. Frank is looking for the limit experience. He is looking for whether that be eroticism or um, pain, pleasure, whatever is looking for that thing that is going to transcend Mm
4: -hmm. um,
0: whatever it is. And that's what this hell dimension is. Explorers. I think what do they call themselves? Explorers of the nether reaches of experience. Something something like like that. That That Um, sounds
3: like vaguely right. like yeah, what, yeah.
0: what pinhead says at some point um, and that is what they do it is it is taking pleasure and pain to a a point to which they merge mm-hmm. and and to which that experience in itself that limit experience that point of which that um and this particular philosopher that i was reading about and i watched a couple of videos about i think his name is Bataille um, he talked about actually Wanting to form a like this cult where they could he could be the guinea pig and they could kill him as a hmm. as a way to, for him to have a limit experience to actually get to that limit. And it, it came from uh, this torture method called the death by a thousand cuts um, where you, basically pieces mm-hmm. of you are cut off until you are no longer there. And it it also raises the question of what what makes you you. Mm-hmm. Um sure. And things like that And uh the photo Of this person who was actually being um, Tortured this way I think it was in China Where this happened I think that's where that torture was happening And there was a photo of this person's face And if you look at that photo Which I don't encourage you to do Because <laughs> it is real Like this this right. really sure. happened yeah. mm-hmm. um, It's very much like the uh, I think it was the Buddhist protester Who was set on fire
3: Set himself oh. on yes. Set himself,
0: self yeah. Self that em- is a very em- important emulated. detail. Yes, yes. that story. is an important detail in that yeah. story. Um, so it's, it's very graphic. Um, sure. But if you look at that person's face, it is very obvious that that is where Frank's face at the end comes from. Because hmm. you'll notice a moment where Frank's, Frank has this, it's pain, 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 and then he's kind of smiling, mm-hmm. and this yeah. photograph of that person who is being tortured is also there. So it's very linked, and yeah. apparently Clive Barker was into that. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Or not into it, but, like, that's where he was drawing a lot of right. his philosophical yeah. inspiration for this right. film. And stuff like that, not the torture, but stuff like those philosophical ideas of, like, you know, what are the limits of our experience, I think are sure. interesting to explore in fiction. Sure. Whether or not that's healthy, I
1: don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I
2: don't Sounds n- on
4: um, right, it's still it's, othering. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's not recognizing it's a, the reality of yeah. it at all. It's well, well it also is hitty. very
1: black and white. Okay. Of like, you must soar or you die. Like, that sort of right. like, break or grow. Mm-hmm. Like, right, The idea yeah, that there the... is no gray area in the middle where you can mm-hmm. be a normal human being and if you don't mm-hmm. grow from this, you have failed. Right. Is sure. very problematic to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. No, and that was, I was trying to make that point as well.
0: That mm-hmm. that 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 binary... Idea of you grow or you crack.
3: If something horrible happened to you and you're not inspirational to the rest of us, well, then what on earth are you doing? And it feels a bit to me like (laughs) the
1: people who are like, oh, you're depressed? Go jog three miles. You'll feel better. Right? Like that sort of like you can beat this. You can be better than you are. Or if you don't, you're a failure. Yeah. Like you're not doing enough. Like that's what that feels like to me. And it like.
0: I think I can see that to a certain degree. I think the the pushing the boundaries of taboo, the pushing the boundaries of um, because like everything about this film is 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 linking to taboos and everything. And and that in it in and of itself is sort of a limit experience um, Mm. in in what it's doing. And like I said, I'm not an expert on this. I have always found that kind of fascinating. And that's about as far as I can go. So for right. me, the sequels it's always interesting to see that. Unfortunately for me, I think the sequels get more into like it's about punishment.
4: Sure.
0: Um, and so oh, yeah. Pinhead becomes the arbiter of punishment and things like that. Mm. And I'm like, eh, well, that's an interesting.
2: Yeah. See, yeah, because that's I guess that's how I can see where this would go off the rails and not be good. Because to me the interesting part of the Cenobites as villains or like is, I mean, That they're not necessarily villains. They're Mm -hmm. almost a force of nature. No, they just exist. Exactly. And that to me is, I think that's why connected with Prometheus the way I did. Right. Is this idea that there is something out there with knowledge or information or whatever beyond human experience that our minds are not capable of truly processing. cosmic horror. Yeah, cosmic horror. That's exactly it. Like one of my favorite books is John dies at the end for that reason Mm -hmm. I mean because it's just this oh or or playing the Arkham games with you it's like I love Lovecraft yeah Yeah.
0: that is that is pure love and there is a lot uh, in the sequels they do borrow from Lovecraft okay i to link those yeah but um, my
2: my fear going forward with these or like not fear necessarily. It's fair to have yeah, fear, but like, <laughs> but that's the thing—is it's. He's lived he's, through Highlander. He <laughs> knows, right. But because these, like the production and wardrobe design of everything, is so amazing. Like the, mm-hmm. just yeah. like it's very that, iconic. Oh, the chatterer, chatter- Holy yeah. shit. The yeah. chatterer, shit, chatterer is badass. that's yeah. and it's I good. love that. It's
3: like it's like the eraserhead baby grew up.
2: <laughs> oh my god, you're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's got so big. But I don't
2: want to know how it got that way. I want it to oh, exist, yeah. and I want it to like that thing to exist. And I don't yeah. want to like, Hellraiser three human- is going to upset you. See? And
1: that's, yeah. I, I also know. want to stoke Even some just... fear because apparently one of these takes place in space.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is because of an MMORPG. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the one thing, cause I was looking at Wikipedia today and I saw <laughs> I was reading the summary for Pinhead and I was looking in and apparently one of the sequels talks about how he was a human and like World oh, War geez. One and stuff. And I'm like, that's exactly what I don't yeah. want. No, I do no, not want no. I want this motherfucker who looks like he inspired Marilyn Manson and The Matrix to just <laughs> exist. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And no, I want, I him, want, to yes, I want, want him to exist
2: in a way that just humans have appeared, don't
1: appeared. Or he yes. has just existed yeah. for all time. No. Right. And
3: like one thing I hadn't really thought about is this is for all the new stuff in it, it's also very much a it's a beat the devil. Yeah, because yeah, it's like mm-hmm. getting the box is kind of like signing a contract. And you get something, but then your soul is rent apart. Yeah. Um, Tear
1: your soul yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, the rules in this movie are the most annoying thing because they don't even abide by their own yeah. rules. Hmm.
3: But, it's, but it's also like beating the devil. You can make a deal because she makes a deal.
1: But they go back on it. That's my part that I'm really They're a annoyed they slippery
3: by. about it. To,
1: yeah. yeah, to I be can, fair, they were like, yeah. maybe. But that <laughs> it's so – like, I, I would love it if they were, like, clear-cut, like, Contract. we are willing to make these yeah, deals yeah, yeah. because it's like, okay – Frank escaped them. They don't really know that at the time. So no one. They, the, they're not ever doing security,
0: their books too good. Yeah, security know. in hell is lax. That was uh, one of my favorite moments yeah, as a, yeah. as watching a bad movie when yeah. he goes, "No one escapes us." Well, Frank did. Maybe one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: uh, yeah. definitely only one for sure.
4: Yeah. Right? Hey, was not hellbound? Hey, well
3: the
1: rest of the people are they still there? Jerry, Jerry
2: the security guard, is going <laughs> to hear about
1: this. But yeah, like because she confronts them with yeah. that moment of like. My uncle Frank escaped you Mm -hmm. Like please don't kill me And they're like Okay well bring us Frank
4: Let us hear it from his lips
1: And then maybe And so she does that Mm -hmm. And there's not even a moment where We don't get like A big moment of yay you did it And they're (laughs) like cool we'll leave now And then they decide you know what We'd like to take you too It just kind (laughs) of
0: happens It's a weird moment because it feels like it's building to so to really make this work, let me talk about how mm, I would fix it, and it, yeah. it kind of goes into that. Um, I agree with. I have two fixes. One is I agree. I want. I I want a little more development of Julian and Frank. Honestly, I, I I'm yeah. fine following a nasty protagonist. Like you can have done well. You can have a really important story. I mean, Lolita is mm. you know a dirtbag. Protagonist, absolutely. But it's a very compelling story. And and so you can do that here too. I think if we just know more about their relationship and more about their wants and desires, a little more clear, I think that's good. And the second fix you can fix with editing that is as soon as Frank is pulled to pieces and that door slams, we cut to credits. That is it. Because mm-hmm. at that point, then the Cenobites aren't going back on their deal. Mm-hmm. Uh Pinhead has also looked at her directly and said, "This is not for your eyes."
3: I know, and she keeps looking. I mean, like that was.
2: I kind of lady, come on. That was your you you leave now. You gotta go. Yeah, I kind of figured that's why they backed out of the deal is because they were like, "This isn't for you," and she doesn't leave, and they're like all right, get yeah. on. <laughs> well, I would have appreciated like
0: seeing her trying to get out and maybe mm-hmm. it's a struggle. And then she sees, and I, I think the movie ends with him saying that nonsense line of Jesus wept. And then he gets pulled <laughs> yeah, apart,
1: which reading yeah. the trivia was apparently the original line was fuck you. Yeah. And then he, the actor was like, can we change this to Jesus wept? Which <laughs> they have all are, the like,
3: icons great. in the house and everything that never, they don't play in enough. Like, yeah. Yeah, why did he have so many statues in the house if it doesn't come up again? Well, also, like, the hmm. idea
1: that, okay, so their hell is a different hell. It's not a Christian hell. But yet Jesus exists in this universe, so there is Christianity. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like where – I don't – like you're raising too many questions about mythology yeah. that you're not explaining. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me,
0: but, <laughs> but that being said, those are my two fixes. I think okay. give cool. me more with the, with the, the, the dastardly yeah. couple. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I understand more about it. And then uh, cut to credits right as that door slams. And then, because then I'm like, what's the sequel going to be? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the end here, I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what's the bone dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he melt? There's your band name.
1: What's See the you
0: bone Nice. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. Uh, I,
1: I have to know, because I guarantee I know the answer to this. Please tell me that Bone Dragon comes back in a sequel. I don't think so. Good. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, there's no way that ever comes up again. I it's don't so think dumb. it does. No, yeah. uh, Sarah, how would
0: you fix this?
3: Oh, goodness. um, I would have made the uh, husband, wife, and Frank... A more explicit love triangle. Sure, I would have had more like, oh, if they think Frank was living in the house, them have like a moment about like, uh, our marriage had fallen apart because partially of this and other. Like just given more backstory to that. Right. Um.
0: Yeah. Just have him just look at her, or have her look at him and go, "Are you going to be okay with this?" Yeah, like a something? bit of a
3: montage, and then like some lines. Um. I'm... That's
0: every
1: movie.
3: <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Um, I would have made that room the attic. That would have helped a lot because.
1: Not just a room next to the bedroom?
3: Yes! And it's the biggest <laughs> room in the house. <laughs> why? And, or or giving them a reason why they had to move in right then. Like, there's no reason. He got one a good chain. job. Yeah. They, yeah, there was nothing about, like, oh, our old house exploded, so we have to live here right now. <laughs> there was now. a bone <laughs> dragon
1: in the old
2: house. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, a bone like, dragon burned down right. our old house. Yeah, I hope like, that doesn't happen to this one. <laughs> like, well, the house was the burning, rush? and then I blinked,
2: and it was just a pile of burning it was, wood. Oh, to be fair, it was many different piles <laughs> of wood. Yes, oh
3: (laughs) jeez. Where'd all those bricks go? Yeah, yeah, jeez. But yeah, I would have fixed those things. Uh, I would have made it England. I would have made sure the Mm -hmm. people had accents and that was clear. It's
0: weird because it would have been less money yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could have yeah, spent that totally. money elsewhere, right?
3: And then I like would have gone the for the film,
0: X. Right? You would have gone what?
3: G- gone for the X. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's it's a film that's so much about like extremes of sex and violence. Yeah. The fact that it's just our especially A, we're trying to get butts in the seats, te- American teenagers especially. Um, it like it just cuts. It makes it not make as much sense. Like if. If we had seen a little bit more of that, like, especially the sex, if there had been more of that in it, then we would have gotten more of the, like, oh, this is pleasure and pain. And it. I think the whole mythos would have made more sense.
1: Yeah, they to, kind of dropped that. Well, yeah. and it comes off a little bit, like, if you had, like, for instance, like, Marilyn Manson being this, like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a against the man. He's just, like, this, like, he's the epitome of, like, uh, this subculture who's, like, uh, protesting everything you like kind of thing. And then he goes on a talk show, and he's like, those darn people.
4: Uh, he's like,
1: whoa, what, what, what is this? I thought you were like a badass. He's like, yeah. dang it, guys. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're a lot softer than I imagined yeah. you'd be. Yeah. And that's kind of like, yeah, like, I honestly, my vision of what Pinhead was and what Hellraiser was mm-hmm. was much more gruesome oh, sure. than what mm-hmm. this was because I thought it was going to be a lot more like body horror type stuff yeah. and torturers like kind yeah. of stuff. There's a little bit more alone. of
0: that in the sequels. Um, sure. Not even really body horror. There's a lot of like, it's another one of the things that actually they does. Get
3: gorier. Well, right? they do get, yeah.
0: yeah, they do get gorier, um, but the... One of the things that I worked, uh, I've tried to write a couple scripts on. um, I wish I was a faster writer. I'm very slow. (laughs) That's my problem. Yeah, I do. I did really well in school, like in school. Yeah. 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 Now I'm just sort of like, I'd rather lay here on the couch and I'll (laughs) write tomorrow. But one of the things that absolutely does frighten me is the idea of permanence. Um, mm-hmm. It is one of those things that like, I'm afraid to hang pictures on the wall a lot Ooh. of time. Cause I am, uh, it, it makes me nervous. And that's like, actually over the last couple of years, I've done a good job of getting over that. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it is one of those things. So like, I'm always worried. Like uh, I had a story one time where uh, it was a, it was a mystery psychological thriller about a pianist who goes to uh, Oslo, Norway. Um, she's running from something. And at one point she gets embroiled in this, uh, mystery that's going on and somebody cuts off her fingers Oof. and it's the idea is not not all of her fingers but like on one hand she gets three fingers cut off and the idea is that like it's not just a horror moment it's not just the horror of getting the fingers cut off it's the horror of this person's life is now ever yeah irre- there goes their is, livelihood yeah, yeah they can know how they define themselves is now mm-hmm. changed yeah. forever um that's the kind of thing that mm-hmm. scares me. And I don't know if it's generational or if it's just me in general. Say, I, no, I was I Doctor think, Strange for you.
3: Yeah. No, that's a, that's like well, time well, enough at last right there. That's yeah. the, I can finally read these books. Yes. My glasses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And as a kid, I watched
0: a lot of Twilight <laughs> yeah. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that could be where it comes from. But that is also something that they play on in the sequels a bit more.
3: What I want, the se- if I was making sequels to Hellraiser, they would be more there would be more Twilight Zone irony. There would be more like needful things, sort of like, ooh, here's this box. It's going to be awesome for a while, pleasurable, and then it'll be
4: too much. Show
1: some of the pleasure. Yeah, no, totally. Like, this movie talks mm-hmm. about a lot about that hell yeah. being an experience of both pleasure and pain, and it's like, all we see is hooks and men. I know. We don't like, see
3: any of the good spanking. It's just the bad spanking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fair. I have had friends who have done the suspension stuff with hooks, so I guess there is some pleasure in oh, that. Well, I mean, sure,
2: but they're not getting ripped
4: apart. No. <laughs> no
2: but I did read a, an interview with Clive Barker today where he talked about the inspiration for a lot of the imagery in this mm-hmm. film came from him going to an S and M club and seeing people like no drugs, no alcohol. But they were like piercing each other and like a lot of blood, and he was like, "That was so fascinating to me that they wanted that, like that painful experience was pleasurable to them in a way that they didn't want diluted with."
3: You also can't be drunk when you're doing that because you bleed way more. Right?
2: Yeah. 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 But I think that's that's one way
1: that I think this movie totally could have done that and sold that more, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. But the problem is when that is starting to happen to frank at the beginning it does not seem like a thing he is enjoying right. and because yeah. it is not a very common thing mm-hmm. in like sure. society we as an audience don't watch that and go i wonder if he's enjoying that because <laughs> yeah. what we see is he opens this box and he's immediately stabbed with hooks and he screams out not in pleasure but yeah. like in mm-hmm. pain yeah. and then we see him like being drained of blood hung upside down yeah right and so it's like no point of him experiencing that does he seem to be enjoying it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that goes back to your point, Sarah, yeah. about making an ex. Yeah. And it's yeah. also
3: a little bit of a show versus tell kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we're told that he sought a lot of pleasures, but we don't, s- we get a few blurry photos we're supposed to assume is him doing that. <laughs> Some really
0: light pornography. Yeah, no. Like, he's right. not it's not
3: orgying. It's like literally doing He's having
0: it, sex yeah. in a mask. That's yeah. the explicitness. like with
2: one other person. But in a time before the yeah. internet, maybe that was like... I mean, I'm going to say nah. Okay. <laughs> nah,
0: I'm going yeah. to say that in a time before mass media, sure.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. But... I mean, like as I said before, Caligula is way more oh, explicit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Matt. Yeah. How would you fix this? Uh, I mentioned a few things as we've just been talking about it, but the main one I think would be making Kirsty the main character of this. Yeah. Uh, from the beginning? From the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... All the scenes she has are, like, the strongest scenes in the movie, which Tuna talked about a bit. It's, like, she's clearly the best actor amongst them. And she's also given the most to do. Like, the dad is just one note of, like,
2: everything's fine. We're yeah, all fine. Oh, totally. no, I'm
1: losing my skin. That's a bummer. Like, <laughs> And then Julia is clearly just focused on bringing Frank back. So no other character in this gets any sort of arc or interesting, yeah. really, like, backstory. And so we at least learn a bit more about her because... She's reluctant to stay with them. She's getting a separate hotel because maybe she wants to hook up with her boyfriend. Maybe she just doesn't like the stepmom that much. But I think bringing that in and letting us see it through her eyes that maybe there is a reason to distrust the stepmom. Like, having it from the beginning, she's distrustful of her and talking to her dad like, I don't know about Julia. Like, you guys just got married. She's been acting a little weird. She's really, like, ready. She really wants to move into this house for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like...
3: Yeah, that's true. Like, if there had been more of a she wanted to be in the house because she yes. thought Frank might stop yes. by. That's yeah. what, so That
0: could I want, have been an
1: interesting play on, mm-hmm. like, obsession. I want her yeah. to have some – I want to find out that the stepmom knew what was going to happen. Because part of my problem with this movie, too, is that, like, she suddenly just becomes part of this plot to bring back her dead hookup. But before that, before that just happens to her, basically her story was going to be she hooked up with this dude's brother – and then they just move into a new house. Yeah. Like, she had no, right, like, point to her story in this
3: movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is very gothic horror. Like, I, I keep bringing that up. That is a very gothic horror plot line, is you move into the, it's usually a, a mansion, but it is, you know, usually you move into the house and there is some big secret in the house, and the virginal, well, virginal, the, the it's usually... F- I don't know what the word is but like good souled person good hearted person at the Mm -hmm. center of someone who moves in and discovers a secret and then you know is pulled
1: down into the uh, into the mystery and into the the horror of it all well and I think that's why if you if you want to go that direction which is not my idea for a fix but like you have to do what Tuna said where it's like make it that psychic link sort of thing of like he has some power over her other than just you liked when we hooked up right Like, there needs to be a little bit more there of, like, he is blackmailing her or he is going to do something to somebody that she actually likes because she doesn't seem like she likes anybody in this film (laughs) except for Frank. Or
3: because he came back from the dead, he has some sort of power and he can, like, do I'm going to take you back to hell with me if you don't bring
1: me back to life or something like that, like – But I I would rather have it be that she knows what's going on and she Mm -hmm. knew about Frank going to this house and then she stopped hearing from him. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, we should go visit your brother or whatever, go whatever, Mm -hmm. like get them to that house. And she already is kind of plotting to figure out what happened. And then she starts to get wrapped up in this. And seeing this all through Christy's eyes, I think, is much more fun because you can have her dad be a dope and it doesn't really matter that much because at the beginning, it seems like he and Julia are the main characters. Yeah, yeah for and sure. And he's an idiot and she's evil. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I don't want either of these people to succeed at anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so seeing it through Kirsty's eyes, like I feel it would make me relate to the movie more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think the only other thing that I would change, which is a really small thing, but I think makes the movie better is when Kirsty at the end is seeing her dad, her dad's skin on Frank's body, essentially she's talking to Frank. It takes a really long time yeah, totally for her yeah. to suspect anything's wrong. Right. And it's not until he says, Come to Daddy, mm-hmm. which is something Frank just happened to say to her earlier, yeah. that she's like, oh, You're Frank. Right. I think what? it would have been cooler if she just walked in and saw the blood and went, Oh shit. Well, so I have a small <laughs> detail that I think would let her realize it, but she could maybe hold on to that secret for a bit to like kind of pull it out of them. So that, because she needs to get him to say that's true, yeah. who he is and what he has done. Good point yeah. for the Cenobites to take him. So I want her to realize it earlier and then go. Okay, I need to fish this out mm, of him to get him to sure. say. Which mm. she does, but like really abruptly at the end mm-hmm. when she realizes she's no, kind of danger. Super compelling. Yeah, yeah, so actually, I like, want her to walk in and see like. That there's no bandage on her dad's hand. Oh, yeah. Because he's had he this bandage. He does have the bandage. But I, that, this is what I want well, to oh, change. Yeah, no, like, totally, I want, like, yeah. clearly that's not the biggest wound this skin suit has <laughs> yeah, suffered. For sure, right. I think that would be fine. But sort of like, have that be fixed. Have mm-hmm. the bandage be gone. And for her to walk in and be like, oh, dad, your hand. And then there's no wound. It's all healed up or whatever. And she's yeah. just like, oh, okay and like let there be a few small things like that to tip her off of like this is maybe not my dad (laughs) or something's (laughs) going on because i think his eyes he's also like wearing contacts or something his eyes look darker Mm-hmm. When he is Frank Dad, Maybe. as opposed yeah. to his frank normal dad. Dad. dad, and so I think yeah. like these are little things yeah. that are very noticeable to the audience. That it's weird that his daughter wouldn't yeah. notice about him. It is weird that right. it takes that long.
2: Yeah. Oh, especially because he's got that line: "Enough of this cat and mouse shit." And I was like, "There was cat and mouse shit." Like, well, yeah. I, it's also I remember that he's part.
1: behaving was, so yeah, differently. Exactly. Like there is not a chance that is the same
0: man,
2: right?
1: Uh, and I would also appreciate just giving her the opportunity to set a trap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's my main fixes is all cool. involves making Kirsty the main character mm-hmm, okay. and yeah. just letting her be a little bit more, be a little bit smarter in the film.
4: Sure, I think
1: having more agency. Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Right.
1: absolutely. Tuna, yeah. what do you think?
2: Okay, so my plan was originally only two steps, but I've added a third. <laughs> nice, which is to like roll with the psychic influence <laughs> thing that I thought was going on, that apparently is not. I like it a lot because I, uh, overall, I feel like if this leaned more into cosmic horror than as it is now, like, that would be, I'm at, like, 85% on this movie, and mm-hmm. that would, like, bring me the rest of the way, I think. Like, I, th- I feel like the script could have used another draft just to, like, clean up how a lot of things interact with each other. Sure. Um, especially like that beginning part, because yeah. clearly I, yeah. the movie was not clear <laughs> enough for me. Uh, a movie should not start you off with, what? Wait, right. yeah, totally. is that a real oh, estate agent or a wife? It's not a, a good way link. to start. <laughs> but that's the thing. is like, I, I feel like, and almost like now that we're sitting here talking about it, I would lean into with Julia almost, I, I like Matt's idea of following Kirsten. Kirstie. Kirstie through all of this stuff. Um, as with her as the main character but I want to see Julia's story be more along the lines of like toxoplasmosis or like those like the little the is it a bacteria that gets in the brain of an ant and makes mm, it yeah. climb the thing because mm-hmm. that to me is true horror where it's like oh I feel these things but am I feeling them because something else is instigating that right. inside me and that I think would be a really cool thing to do with uh, Julia's part of the story is like she's never met Frank. She's never like, but all of this is like that bacteria getting her, getting Mm -hmm. into her brain and her struggling with why is it that I want to do this and seeing her struggle with that.
0: A movie that you should check out. This isn't my real good, Uh uh, but a movie that you should check out, uh, stars Pierce Brosnan and it's called nomads. It's directed by John McTiernan who did die hard and predator. Um, and it's weird because for some reason Pierce Brosnan is playing a Frenchman. Mm. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and he has this over-the-top French accent, but it's supposed to be totally serious. Oh, okay. um, but it has a lot. Of, I think it's an interesting movie, and it has a lot of what you're talking hmm. about. Okay. Um, people experiencing, like, different lives, and then that's forcing them to do stuff. So, um, But check out Nomads if you get the chance. Nomads. It was free on Amazon for
1: a
4: while. Oh, okay. So. Oh, man, I'm definitely going to do
1: that. I just envisioned a version of this movie where it's sort of like we're seeing this through Julia's eyes, and we believe why she's doing this and everything. And at the end, this, the switch is flipped and it's she was not actually doing what she thought she was doing. Like there's just mm. a room full of murdered uh, men found in this yeah. house that she thought she was doing with a purpose, but turns out, no, she was just <laughs> murdering in like a blind... Rage, yeah. fugue states. yeah. Like, she thought there's like no, I have to do this because this is important, and I'm bringing this man I love back from the dead. And, we and that out, would like, work. No, she's <laughs> just been murdering dudes, right. thinking that was gonna work.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, that that like contrast between perception and reality can yeah. be, yeah. super messed up. Like, yeah. that's yeah, totally you were talking about feeling weird about horror movies, who are like, why you don't like that kind of stuff messes with me. Like, I watch 12 Monkeys and I'm like. I spent the rest of the day being like, I don't, I can't trust oh, reality. So I don't So what trust is anything. reality? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, so and that's what Tide I get Land?
3: out of cosmic horror. What is it? Tideland. Also
0: yeah. free yeah. On, Ter- on Amazon right now. Okay. Speaking of
3: Terry Gilliam. Not and
0: movies by Amazon. The- <laughs> <laughs> right. Amazon just has a really deep roster right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I mean, that kind of cosmic horror stuff that like, like that's what I want out of this. And like, yeah, I agree with, and I think again, and, and again, I want like, Things to tie in just a little bit better, like the Frank in the beginning and the end, like I don't know, and almost like bookending bookending it kind of thing. Like I had an example that I can't remember of, oh, like like Social Network does that, like not a horror movie, but the way (laughs) that the opening scene where he's sitting in the bar talking to the girl bookends so well with that scene at the end, like and that scene at the beginning sets up so many themes of the movie. Well, that's what
0: they tried yeah. to do, right? Yeah, they yeah, tried it. Yeah. They just didn't do it very well.
2: <laughs> right. they so- people in a restaurant like, "You
1: want a box? Here's your box."
0: Yeah, like right.
2: <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, like, but like making that thematically coherent, I guess, yeah. mm-hmm. and like things like that throughout the film. Yeah. And then oh, the last improvement I would make is we talked about this a little bit, uh, not on the podcast before, and I did. I ended up listening to the score by. Young Christopher John? Young, Christopher Young.
0: I love that score. Yeah,
2: I listened to that again today, and like it's a good score, but I read that <laughs> uh, I read that Clive Parker originally wanted Coyle to do the score, which sounds amazing to me, yeah. but I'm gonna take that a step further just because like I like Coyle and whatnot. I would have JG Thurlowell, who did Fetus, like mm. Fetus was his band, like mm. that. I want him to do the score. For I this. think
0: this. Back and forth created my favorite exchange, possibly, that we've ever had on a real bad slack, which was where (laughs) Tuna said something about these cowardly producers and Sarah
1: just responded,
0: cowards!
1: (laughs) I don't know. I also enjoyed it in that. Slack chat. When I mean, just to be fair. It is my joke that I'm laughing right now. But it was when you said, "I think I'm gonna be in Tuna's Prometheus boat <laughs> on this one in the defending of this film," yeah. and I said, "I prefer Prometheus's tuna boat. <laughs> it's a tuna boat." Yeah. That uh, like now
0: it includes me, Tuna, Prometheus, and Hellraiser.
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Buddy cop movie. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long journey wherever oh, yeah, we're going. Pinhead Over. and the the pilot from Prometheus hanging out. They look oh, like yeah. weird brothers.
2: Right. And they would, we would never understand anything that they talked about. I like the idea of Pinhead <laughs> being the little annoying brother of the pilot
1: <laughs> from Prometheus. And just being like, oh, my brother's here. He's really into metal these days. <laughs> and he's just
4: been and like philosophy. the big jock, older
1: football QB brother.
0: Yeah, he got all these piercings. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
2: Wear the leather? Oh, yeah. He's so, so tough.
1: Make that movie, you coward.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so those are my fixes, because nice. uh, everything else, like the production design and the cinematography, I loved it. I love Decay, so. Oh, there's a like, lot of Decay going then, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, the visual aspect of this film was extremely my shit.
0: Cool, interesting. Because Prometheus, the visual design was my shit. I, yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Um, okay, well, let's move on to how we would rate this. We all have a different rating system. Sarah, let's start with you and jazz.
3: Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a like good famous jazz song, but done by a community jazz
0: band.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's
3: like it's still pretty good, but like the song it is good. Be Better.
0: Yeah, the song's yeah. good. Mm, so yeah, you can at notes. least...
3: <laughs> yes. You can
0: tap your foot along. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 okay,
3: It's okay. like, yeah, no, I like this. I've heard it better, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not one where you go to, like, the school jazz band and you're like, what song are they even doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not
3: that. It's recognizable, yeah. but it could have been better.
0: <laughs> I did. what right. I went to a fair <laughs> once where uh, Matt knows, I think, enough about me to know that I am at least a passable guitar player.
1: I would say more than passable.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Follow Nick on Instagram <laughs> for some sweet solos. Nick's <laughs> real good. <laughs> but My real good is Nick's Instagram. <laughs> uh,
0: I got told I needed guitar lessons <gasps> Ooh, before uh, I could join this uh, studio band. Well, and I was like, wow, okay. And I got kind of mad and hurt. And I talked to my dad and my brother, and they were like, he said, what? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, Mm. I then heard that band play.
4: Ooh.
0: And I was like, oh, my God, they're terrible. I don't know what song they're playing. And then at the end of it, I caught the sound of the trumpet trying to do it. And I was like, they were trying to do In the Mood. Oh, no. And if you do In the Mood badly, it's bad. It's really bad. So I dodged a bullet. Yeah, good job. So, you know, at least there's that. But anyway. Matt, how do you rate this? Uh, Oh, wait. We did. Yes, we did finish. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Matt, how do we rate this? You Uh, rate this. You. You. Me? You. Do it. me?
4: Uh, (laughs) You. My
1: scale is the Possessed Mushroom puppet Scale of Enjoyment. I'm Uh, fascinated to know how much you did or did not enjoy this. I did not. So it gets a solid two out of Uh, five. Poop. Possessed Mushroom Puppets because I... I just, uh, I, I nothinged this movie so hard
4: that it
1: did not stick with me that much. And even the bad things weren't bad enough to make me hate it, but I just, it's
3: a pretty good movie.
1: It's okay. It's all right. I don't ever want to watch it again. It's not your thing. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And like the, the things that I think I could have pulled out of this and thought too much about and liked aren't there on the page they're not even there like in the idea stage i think it's maybe like i don't know it's one of those that like if i try to give it more credit than i think it deserves i'm like yeah there's an interesting idea somewhere in clive uh, barker's brain (laughs) i've
0: read a couple of his books yeah and he is a a very good novelist yeah um and he has a lot of a great filmmaker well i i would also say i think he is a good he has a lot of really good interesting ideas his stories are not always that Great! Mm. They're just like really interesting
1: ideas. Well, and like let someone else adapt them and like turn them into something. Like let a great screenwriter take one of his stories and make it into a, a screenplay. And like I would be down for that, but
2: That's I don't think actually why he did this one. What? I also read in this interview is because he had had a couple of his uh, works adapted before. Mm. And I guess he just hated them. And so when it came sure. time for Hellraiser, he was like, well, I can't do worse than that. So uh, let's well, see what kind of budget a first-time director can get. That's, usually when, writers, <laughs> that's
1: usually when writers uh, make that mistake when they think they can do better, <laughs> a la Stephen King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, which three of us were on. Yeah, yeah. he made yeah. that. And then he also had his authorized version of The Shining. Uh, and yeah. it's,
3: right. There are things in that, that Oh
4: there are way, things yeah. but,
2: but it's, it's no not, Kubrick shining yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's that's like going up Against Kubrick I feel like if Kubrick <laughs> yeah. had adapted Something of Clive Barker's then I would. Oh, God, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yes, give me that. We'd right. all still yeah. have
3: nightmares.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what would that have been? I don't know. Sexy. I want to see it now. Sexy, Sexy yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. Um, that's in the name of the movie. <laughs> all
0: right. Stanley
2: Kubrick's
4: <laughs> yeah. Sexy Nightmares. Yeah, that's
2: actually step <laughs> yes. four to my fix from earlier. Is, yeah.
0: Cause like Kubrick wasn't afraid to
1: push boundaries. I'm gonna say it's a weird yeah. sequel to Eyes Wide Shut, where all of a sudden <laughs> Pinhead
0: is <Yeah>. there.
2: <laughs> oh
1: yeah. yeah, totally. That, that would have made Eyes Wide Shut that, good.
3: That would have worked. Yeah.
1: Just an right. like after credit scene for oh. Eyes Wide Shut, where Tom, Tom Cruise yeah. opens the door and just Pinhead standing there.
3: Yeah, it's all about trying to get pleasure and having painful consequences and getting your brain all messed up about stuff.
0: Yeah. Think totally could. have. We fixed, could, it, totally oh, yeah. we fixed have two movie. Puzzle box <laughs> yeah.
3: on his desk at the end and you'd be like, I knew it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ah. (laughs) Tuna,
0: what is your rating?
2: Uh, My rating is based on what food it reminds me of. Uh, This one is like a nice, like, (laughs) not like the most expensive cheese plate you could get at a restaurant, but like a pretty, like a decently priced, good spread, wide variety of cheeses. (laughs) Because like, there's a lot an, happening. Well, there's a lot happening. Like a bunch of different flavors coming together. Most of them are really good. There's like a couple of cheeses where you're like, eh, I don't know about that one. Like,
4: <laughs> probably not going to spend a
2: second cracker on that.
4: But like a like. perfectly good cracker, <laughs> right? But
2: there's like there's a wide variety, and like and it's an '80s movie, which is there's always a layer of cheese to go with that. Yep. Uh, like the part where uh, you can see, see what yeah, you yeah, doing. Yeah. Uh, I was so happy when the like demon was running down the hallway uh, in the hospital, and dude, you, could so the him him oh, the you could see the grips behind him pushing dolly, I've trying he's to yeah.
3: remember what movie that was from because I had been think like a few years ago yeah. that I thought about that, and I was like. I've seen that movie. (laughs) All you had to do was turn
1: down the lights in that hallway a little bit, and that gets so much more terrifying.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, and the final part is that this cheese plate pairs really well with a nice tall glass of blood red wine. Yeah, there you go.
4: Very nice. Very nice.
0: (laughs) All right, let's move on to our final segment, which is called...
2: Did you rate it, Nick?
0: God damn it. <laughs> I still don't know how I'm going to rate it. So you just tried to bail on I it. I did. I so hope nobody would have noticed. So, noticed. so, so last close. All right, I'm bringing back my old rating system. Oh, okay. Because this is not any Star Wars film to me. This is a completely foreign, different experience. Uh, I can't relate it in any way to any Star Wars film I've watched. Should
2: you rate it as a Star Trek film? No, that <laughs> okay. doesn't work either,
0: uh, I don't think. I, which is the sexiest Star Trek <laughs> <yeah>. film? <laughs> I mean, if we're going sexy, this movie's not sexy. No.
1: It's not. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, I just it, wanted it, to hear your answer to that question. <laughs> the
0: sexiest Star, War- Star, Star Trek film... Okay, fine. For this one, it's okay. what Star Trek movie <laughs> yeah. is it? Oh. This is Wrath of Khan, <laughs> just Whoa. because. Wow, just, <laughs> just high praise. I know, <laughs> just because of the sexiness level. All right, I'm on board. There Ricardo Montalban, okay. Kirstie Alley, sure.
2: Pinhead. Pinhead, Pinhead,
0: yeah, and like... uh, mm. and, yeah. and and but now after. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. talking how this movie was like rather kind. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to go on to our segment called Real Good, where we recommend something that is real good in the hopes that it will get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. Tuna, what's your real good?
2: So I totally forgot that this was a segment because mm. I liked this movie. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: yeah. When that happens, what I tend to do is... What else is like
2: it? That's And that's exactly where my brain just went. So I'm going to go back to the movie I called out earlier, which is more of a cosmic horror thing. John dies at the end. Great. It's, yeah. uh, it's, I don't know, it's not my favorite adaptation. I feel like it could have been done differently and more effectively than it was, just in terms of like... Shortening the source material, it feels like they took too much from the source material. If that makes sense, mm. um, like the book is split up, it's basically three stories that sure. all interconnect, yeah. and they tried to mash those together. And I feel like it would have been better if they had just done one story. Yeah. But that said, it's along those like cosmic horror lines. I still like it, like that sort of brain explody thing. It's
0: really going to be funny when I talk about my real
2: good. <laughs> Ooh. So that's my little bit of sizzle. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Sarah. But you're real good.
3: Oh, gosh. Um, can I say two? Because I've been debating on which one and now. Is that okay? It's well, not this okay. One's not one
0: of mine. I just, I just hope you don't take mine and, oh, and his.
3: Mine. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I'll start with the one that I, I one. bet neither of you <laughs> are going to say. Okay. Uh, dead Ringers.
0: Ooh, Cronenberg. Yeah. Ooh.
3: If you're going to go body horror. Fucking go I mean, Cronenberg. Yeah, totally. And it's also, it's like, it's way more about sex and problems of like how you feel about your body mm-hmm. and, um, and then the relationships are so much different because it's about twins and yeah, very like, and also gory and weird. Um,
0: <laughs> That's Cronenberg. Yeah.
3: And then the other one, which hopefully I'm not, I'm worried now, um, Jacob's Ladder.
0: Ooh, excellent uh, choice. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um,
0: Adrian Lyne, really, really mm-hmm. good filmmaker.
3: Oh, it's such a good movie. Uh, but yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it exists in this, like, everything is going wrong, things are very bad, and uh, you're following this Protagonist, and you don't really know what is and isn't happening because the yeah. things that are bad that are happening are hell dimension bad. Yeah. And um, and it has the gooeyest dang <laughs> effects. There. Uh, oh, that
0: hospital sequence uh, is yeah. one of the. Whoa! Oh, uh, actually, you know what's interesting? Mm. I think the most upsetting part of that movie mm-hmm. is the bathtub scene. Sure. Yeah. Because it's so real.
3: Yeah, no, totally. I think one of the worst things about Jacob's Ladder is I have heard people describe uh, bad nursing homes and hospitals in terms of Jacob's Ladder. And so the idea that those are places people can end up in is horrifying
1: yeah Uh, yeah
3: so there you go
0: okay that's two good ones
3: yeah like didn't take mine
1: didn't take (laughs) mine (laughs) excellent Matt what's your real good Uh, mine is a film that I thought of while watching this because of my disconnect from Julia as a character where uh, we've talked about it into the ground at this point of like (laughs) the motivation behind her like I hooked up with this dude once and so I'm gonna help murder people to bring him back to life yeah it's not enough for me to buy into so, I thought of a character who does very similar things, but for the purposes of fame and somewhat love, uh, and that would be Little Shop of Horrors, Aww,
4: the yeah. musical version
1: with Rick Moranis. Sure. Uh, he told me that earlier, and I was like, oh, that's so good. Because like, the montage sequence of her bringing back these men to sure. murder yeah. them to, for the cause is like... Oh, no, I like that way better in Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> yeah, when he's yeah. finding these people who are, quote-unquote, worth killing yeah. and feeding them to Audrey, too. Yeah. Uh, and there is motivation given. Like, he is achieving right. this level of fame, and people see him as an important person who has this mm-hmm. great thing. And it's like, oh, I can believe that a little bit more because he is, like, sucked sure. into – This, like, fame and everything. And And getting the woman he he, wants. we get
3: his relationship with the plant. Yes. 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 That's a big
1: deal. It's a slow growth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he, like, feeds a little bit from the fingertip of blood. And it's like, more. It's like, all right, here's a little bit more. And it's like. Eventually,
3: he's in too deep. Exactly. That didn't happen.
1: No, it's Mm. just immediately. She's just hammered ahead. head. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Little Shot
0: of Horrors is great. Well, My Real Good is a film that we've talked about a lot on this episode, which is Phantasm. Um, ah. <laughs> the the first Phantasm, which is not great, it's got a lot of problems. But it's interesting to me because Don Corscarelli directed John Dies mm-hmm. at the end, uh, and he directed Phantasm. Phantasm was his first movie, and it's a very ambitious movie. But the thing that I like about it is I like its really big ideas. It has yeah. really it's got a big lot
3: going on. It does, and it
0: doesn't <laughs> explain. Like, even its explanations make you go, what for? <laughs> but it doesn't leave you feeling like the movie didn't answer questions. It just feels like we can't understand what's happening yeah. because mm-hmm. it's it's alien, it's weird, it's dimensional. Um, and some really striking visuals and some profoundly bad acting at times. It is, um, But also one of the coolest cars I've ever seen in my life. And if someday I have the money, I would love to get... A replica of that Plymouth Barracuda in that movie because, oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just everything I want out of a muscle car. It's perfect. So that's it. Yeah. Check out Phantasm if you haven't. It's, uh, yes. it's kind of a treat, I think. And it's also one that is over-edited because it was originally three hours long. And he cut so much out of it that there's a lot of people talking over a scene that you could Mm. tell is from a different scene, but he's trying to save time. So, yeah. yeah. And it's
3: been a while, but if I remember correctly, there's a lot of, oh, and this is just happening now kind of moments. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's weird because normally you would think, but why? But in this one, you're like, oh, my God. So... Um, some really good stuff. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Thank you, uh, for joining me here today. Tuna, where can people find you?
2: Uh, I'm, I work on SciShow, and then I've got a band called Soviet Fourth Grader that.
0: Indeed, you do. Yeah. You were on the P4A live stream with not your whole band.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's my different, that's my not obnoxious punk music. (laughs) (laughs) But you had your,
0: uh, Soviet guitar. Yeah. (laughs) Which is awesome. I love it so much. That thing is cool looking. So excellent. Sarah?
3: I also work on SciShow and uh, I am on some of the episodes of Don't Close Your Eyes Live Radio Theater. Which, Which you can, can find on iTunes. Yeah. Podcast, Anywhere you find podcasts. Podcast Town. Wherever yeah. podcasts live. <laughs> Next
0: stop, Podcast Town. Burp, burp. And. Why is Lake there a horn? Titty caca. <laughs> Lake titty caca. Lake We hold you in our hearts. That's definitely... not Animaniacs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Oh, no. I screwed that up. Yeah. Because that's part Camp of it. On Awana, we, hold we hold you in our, you in our hearts. hearts so. And when I think about you, it makes me want to oh. fart.
1: I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. Ugh, <laughs> Yeah. Ugg. yeah. <laughs> Miss Ugg. Anyway, Matt, you have a podcast. I do. And I said last week we are coming back from hiatus. And we didn't. Uh, so we're coming back from hiatus this week. <laughs> for real. This time. It's called I Love It. Uh, you can find it also in Podcast Town. Podcast Town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to record an episode with you on Monday. Yes. <gasps> nice. uh, the second ever repeat guest.
3: Yay. Um,
0: but yeah. You, you can... love
3: multiple things <laughs> too.
0: I
1: am a complex rainbow. <laughs> Rainbows are very simple. They're just
0: a few
4: colors. Shut up. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, you can uh, find that. It's called I Love It! Exclamation uh, point! And you can also find it on Twitter and Instagram at I Love It Podcast. Excellent. All right.
0: Well, thank you for listening to Real Bad, which is part of the Cage Club Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out more of our sibling podcasts like Cruise Club, where Joey Lewandowski and Mike Manzi are going through all of Tom Cruise's movies. All of them. You can follow Real Bad on Twitter and Instagram at Real Bad Pod. And if you like what we do here and want to help out, you can go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Bad Pod. And a big thanks to our Real Baddy patrons, Sarah Caroline, Candice, Black Duck Studios and I Love It Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for supporting us. Next week, more of the month of Lurv. But until then, this has been Real Bad.